to the podcast. Get on in here, you ghouls, you goblins, all you creepy folk. It's spooky time because we are recording October 1st today. It is beginning, the beginning of a spooky time in the polarized kingdom. Ooh, yes. Polarized kingdom. Yeah. Um, uh, it is I, your host, James. And I got next to me in the, another city. <laughs> um, the Brandon Stables, the Brandini. I, close in spirit. <laughs> <laughs> I feel, yeah, I feel, I'm a I ghost. Yeah, like, yeah. Ooh, somebody's watching you. It's me. <laughs> <laughs> it's, um, it's Brandon's almost like my, or, or, or vice versa. Maybe I'm his book. It's, it's that sort of thing where I'll look out sometimes and I'll see, see a beacon go up and I know where he is and it, it, it makes me feel mm-hmm. better. Um, yeah, absolutely. And occasionally I will call out to you. Brandon! <laughs> Brandon! <laughs> oh, wow. Ooh. Bette Midler. God, I love that. <laughs> love that. Uh, the way she says book, I, I feel like it's almost subconsciously decided how I sometimes say book. Book. Oh, for sure. Just yeah. Like book. 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 Um, but how, how the hell are you, Brandon? Before... Before we go into Hocus Pocus, our movie of the week. This I'm doing well. <laughs> yeah, I'm doing well. Are you um, a fall guy? Falls upon us. I'm not. I'm a summer guy, baby. Summer guy. I'm a fall. <laughs> All I think the way. I'm a fall guy. I like. Oh, no shit. Very okay. Very excited for but autumn. Amazing. Mm-hmm. Amazing. Yeah. I mean, both of us live in Southern California so that we really don't get seasons here. So it's almost like you know, uh, a lingering summer until it just becomes uh, somewhat cold on average. For like a hot, <laughs> hot second. I shouldn't even say hot second. A cold second. Uh-huh, it gets, yeah. It gets a little nippy. <laughs> it does. It gets, a, yeah. I mean, in general. Fuck out. <laughs> I know. We if just it, can't fucking here, handle it. Dr- we can't drive. We freak the fuck No one out. can we drive. Start, we start losing it, and that's all we can talk about is, is that. Yeah, we just... Yeah, it it cuts to the core of us, and we just lose our minds and become insane people. Because we're yeah, California, just, dude. It's, Cali- too, it's dude. tubular, you know. Fuck, fuck people from Los Angeles. Let's just say it right now. We, are, we, I mean, I am in Los Angeles, but the thing in the in the nineties and in some of these movies was a big like, oh, you from Los Angeles? Ooh. Oh yeah, oh yeah. Fucking deal. Well, all these oh, so two wheeler. Oh, you're so health conscious. Oh, fuck you. <laughs> <laughs> Everybody just turns, and I've seen that in like other movies too. It's just, uh, but I. Oh, well, I will say the guys are like that because they're jealous, and typically in movies you will see the midwest or east coast girl who the new guy is from california be really into and that's uh, is easily happens in this movie but there's like a Man. sense of like yeah i mean of course anyone moving to a new, new city and so there's like the sense of hazing the the individual that's that's coming mm-hmm. in even from the person that's like romantically interested she like gives his number back well yeah he's got so much fucking like moves he's such a cad i mean he yeah, yeah like he he his is hormones are raging raging because he's called upon has a clear like perspective on how he feels and then is challenged by it but then accepts that challenge because it's a woman and then engages with her and says like oh hey like it, even to the point of like 
he understands that right now I'm going to just confront you and, 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 you know, be this alpha guy. And, but then afterwards I'm going to approach you and say, Hey, like, this is who I am. This is what I'm about. You know, very strong though. He does come on incredibly strong. teenager, (laughs) Teenage boy would. Yeah. Also this movie has no time for their, or doesn't really care about their relationship at all. There's a little bit of tenderness towards the back half of it, but there really isn't so much of like, you know, what is she into? What is he into? You know, them going to like a movie together or anything like Sure. Anything like that. It's just, they make the, you know, really it's all about the, the witches and what they talk about is the witches. And then it really just gets right into this. Like this movie is very economical, which I feel like is such a fucking Disney. I'm sorry for the cursing. All you. Yeah. You can't, <laughs> dude, I think Mickey mouse might burst through your doors. Yeah, if you combine fucking with we Disney can. at the same time. Oh man, that's so funny. Cause I normally I don't give a, I don't give a fuck <laughs> about saying curse words, but then since we're talking about like a, a Disney movie, I just feel like, Oh, I'm sorry. Maybe somebody, you know, a younger person might listen to this or whatever. So I, you know what? Bad words are not okay. And I'm sorry about saying that, but oh, yeah. Oh, <laughs> okay. <laughs> we, we got ourselves a bad boy. Yeah. I'm from California. <laughs> Cal- yeah. That's, I mean, all of it. Fuck yeah. That's uh, all of us Californians. That's what <laughs> we're about. Um, but before we go any further, I do yes. have to just say, uh, I have to give my story of how I watched this movie because I'm excited. I did not tell you yet of how this happened, but um, I had not watched the movie yet. We were supposed to record last night. Uh, I woke up this morning thinking that that was going to be how I started my day. I was watching some Hocus Pocus. So I looked on my phone. I searched up Hocus Pocus. And to like just see you if it was like on a streaming service of some kind, rather it's than streaming. Oh, cool. Duh. Okay, I didn't even get that far. <laughs> I didn't even get that far because guess what happened? What came up instead was show it, show times. O M G for the Did you f- for the El Capitan Theater. Are you Cali- California kidding me? And and uh, I was this was like at nine. I was like. I'm going to Hollywood. <laughs> so I was like, I, this is amazing. I, like, oh. I was supposed to see this movie. I look at my phone. It's like a 10 a.m. showing. I love early morning movies. Of like, course. And, me too. Yeah. You know, and, and I went and it was like, yeah, I just, I rolled up to Hollywood, you know, went through the traffic, all that, all that shit. And I don't know. I used to, sorry, sorry, Disney. And, uh, I don't know. It reminded me my old commute going to, I used to work in a restaurant in Hollywood as well. It just kind of reminded me of that, that whole spiel. Yeah. You know, driving to melrose parking's uh, a nightmare you know what it was funny because this is such a fucking cow whatever city thing oh uh, yeah but like, get I, I went to i was like oh i'm gonna roll up i was like oh el capitan parking and i was like oh, okay i'll just park and i asked like so how much is these 20 dollars i'm like mm, no thank you i see all these all these dumb dumbs paying 20 dollars for parking i look over and on the street parking and it's just wide open but maybe they were oh. staying there all day or something but i walk i just cruise over and like right across the street there's yeah there's street parking so i just rolled up like a true angelino just say yeah i know what i'm doing anyways it was like hell yeah it was like a relatively you know there's people out and about of course but like for hollywood and that in that area it was relatively calm and i I rolled in there there's just like nobody there and i got like i asked Shit, the lady yeah. i was like what's the best she's like that's 
middle of middle right there. There's no one there. I'm like, I'll take that. I roll in right in time. I didn't see the whole thing, but when the movie begins, they have this thing coming in October on October 8th in a week is a uh, nightmare before Christmas in 40, they say. Mm-hmm. And so they have the usual yeah. like uh, light kind of performance thing uh, before the movie will start and then the curtains will open. So I walked in on that and it was just a magical dude like this. And it was all nightmare before Christmas stuff on the walls too. So it was just like this wow. light show right when I walk in. This guy hands me free popcorn. He's like, oh, by the way, you get free popcorn. I was like, thank you. Yes. <laughs> That's fantastic. <laughs> um, which was it hot? How hot was it today? I feel like, yeah, no, no, no. It's just the popcorn. Cause I feel like the last couple movies um, I've gone to, the popcorn has been really cold and I don't, maybe it's a COVID thing. Yeah. It, there was a lid on it and it seemed like it might have been sitting for whoever wanted the free popcorn or something like that. So yeah, it was kind of, that was the situation, but it was free popcorn. No complaints. Free popcorn. Awesome. <laughs> yeah. Amazing. Yeah. I'm just, yeah. It was just curious. The, the, I didn't plan on, I, usually I would get popcorn, but the thing is also, I just, um, went and saw, soda? saw Shang Chi yesterday. Oh, <laughs> wow. Popcorn okay. Last night. So I was like, oh, I shouldn't get popcorn. And this guy hands me free popcorn. I like, God, okay. Awesome. Popcorn. Yeah, <laughs> just had popcorn last night. Um, so yeah, I saw fucking Hocus Pocus in the theaters. No one, there was two people sitting in front of me. I had the whole El Capitan theater pretty much to myself. Uh, and it was a great time. I walk out and what do I see is, um, props from nightmare before Christmas. The, the mayor's car they have just sitting there that they use in the nightmare before Christmas movie is so like, it's like tiny. No, it was actually pretty big. Um, how to uh, express this in meet in, uh, audio medium almost like a hu- like the size of a human abdomen or something. <laughs> like okay, th- like got it, got it, got it, yeah. I don't know, like me, like three feet, two, three feet. It was like pretty yeah. pretty chunky. And then they had uh, Jack Skellington's house, which was a little bit not to scale to what the car was, but it was a little smaller, I guess. Yeah. And, and, but like it was so cool, like the big spire thing and then his house. And then next to that, they had the book. They had the book just just chilling there. And so I just, I fucking saw the book today. (laughs) I saw the, was the eye open or closed? It was open. It was open. You saw that. You see the eye. Yeah. Uh, I I got a picture. I should, I should throw it on the discord. Uh, I took it and put it on Twitter too. I should, I'll take, I'll, I'll, I'll uh, throw both up right now because the other one, the other prop that I saw from Hocus Pocus was the statue of Bette Midler when she fucking... <laughs> I was gonna say, okay, we can talk about that isn't later. That, isn't that amazing? I just That is like, amazing. That is the fucking coolest thing. Holy shit. That, that was big. That was that was a big thing, but... Oh, yeah. Uh, yeah. Well, because it's holding up uh, Miles, what is his name? Uh, yeah, it's, yeah, it's in, it's in that pose or whatever. Uh, <laughs> yeah. But then his shirt was ripped from the collar. I didn't quite understand how he was. A, yeah. Also, too, why did she turn into a statue? And yeah, then I'm not sure. Kathy, uh, it was, it was the oxygen not, in them. Not, they were at a higher uh, altitude and they immediately, <laughs> right. and they were, she was closer to the earth. And, it was, you know, it was a little bit like. <laughs> <laughs> no no it makes yeah, sense. they had that and then like a bunch of different jack skellington heads that uh were a different style of jack skellington it was just such an experience to do today it was it was my day and uh uh just the odds of yeah where i was we were gonna do this last night had i had we done it last night i wouldn't have had this experience and to wake up and just like 
see Hocus Pocus in a theater, even if there was no people there, it would have been kind of cool to see, excuse me, like a packed house or something kind of yeah, like the reactions uh, of people, mm-hmm. especially yet. There's some funny, funny stuff in this movie. Um, and just to hear people laugh and at, at certain stuff like that. But man, this it's an experience I'll never forget. There's like a few like classic movies I've gone out to see in theaters and I'd like to do it more. Um, and, and every time I feel like it's a, it's a memorable experience. Um, like, I don't know. I saw like Goldfinger one time. That was a lot of fun. Yeah. I saw, um, the graduate. Oh, cool. Yeah. That's, I mean, that's such, that's, oh man. Yeah. Having an audience really validates and accentuates parts of movies that you love or you maybe didn't realize that it could be funny or, you know, like, totally. yeah, funny to, to somebody else and being in an audience is such a wonderful experience. And yeah. if, yeah, we have to save movie theaters and yeah, this whole COVID and how movie theaters have been doing has been such a roller coaster because mm-hmm. of just like what you're talking about is having movie theaters. We can't get rid of that. I know it's really easy to watch things like I watched this on Disney plus. It was super easy. Yeah. Um, but man, yeah, that's amazing. That's yeah, so those, cool I mean, that you get to do that. Experiences are also modernize the experience of it. Like a kind of, there's mm, plenty of outdated sure. aspects of Goldfinger in particular or movies like that. When people watch with a modern eye comes off as camp now, you know, and you, so you see yeah. people, people that would be, kind of grown and yeah like at the time when this movie first came out just a different kind of audience with different sensibilities and so people are not laughing with it as much as like at it lovingly you know it's but it's still like there's outdated things about it people kind of you can hear them like chuckle and stuff and and um i mean there's a character called pussy galore in that movie that was funny at the time but now it's just like come come on um but yes that was that was my experience uh i saw hocus pocus in theaters and it was uh it was quite the treat uh, and we can go go through the go through the movie now. That was, um, that was amazing. Yeah, that and maybe that'll color my experience. And there's also a portion of this movie which is good. Yeah, which is yeah. I think that's going to be really helpful because <clears throat> I'm going to try not to be too negative about this movie because I understand that this movie is really uh, it has a place in a lot in certain people's hearts. It's, it's a hook uh, to a lot of people. Like hook was very important to Corey. When we talked to him about it, like mm-hmm. this is, I feel like draws the same cult classic energy. Yeah. But I mean, if you were to compare this to hook hook is able to do a lot more things way better than this movie. And to the point that it, it, it was weird to kind of get into the critical aspects of it because i think there was so many things that are genuinely successful and i just had somewhat of a hard time with this because it was yeah it just wasn't from a technical standpoint at a bare minimum just wasn't good and wasn't and didn't and it it posited things or there were scenes of stuff that you know not you know but if you think about it you're like oh some changes would make this a thousand times better um well what's, yeah, what's so, your uh, history with the movie did you watch this a lot growing up at all um like i know a lot of big fans of this movie it's just kind of like the seasonal kind of movie the same way you would watch something during christmas or something this is kind of like the halloween movie if especially maybe if you're not into like slasher movies or something like that 
Yeah, so I don't have a really strong, and this is going to color my opinion, and you know what, it's fine. It is what it is, is that I don't have a incredibly strong history with this movie outside of watching it on, which I was wondering to talk to you about, is I didn't have Disney Channel for a good two and a half years. Wow, I never had Cartoon Network, man. There were things that both of us were just missing. Mm-hmm. I would have preferred to have Cartoon Network than Disney, though. Oh, for sure. Yeah. And, and honestly, like, once I got Disney Channel, you realize how there was a lot on there that I didn't give a crap about. No PB&J like, Otter or Roly Polioli? Come on. <laughs> I mean, those those shows were good. And there was the Disney Channel original movies, which I watched almost That's all of them. I was going to say this Halloween Town is like Halloween Town. Uh, I would go to where it's like, yeah, I'll mention later, just nostalgia colors my opinion so I can understand, you know, where people are coming from with Hocus Pocus. Whereas if I were to watch Halloween Town now, it just wouldn't mean anything to me. Like what? I don't know. What is this? But there's a whole slew of Disney original movies, including a certain Johnny Tsunami who fits that California dude or Hawaii dude uh, description, like uh, like yeah, many, guy. many other movies where he's taken out of out of place. Anyways, uh, fish out of water. Yeah, fish out of water. <laughs> it's a fish out of water. Yeah, a classic fish out of water. Fish out of water. And I love Johnny snow. Tsunami. Uh, yeah, and so I do love movies that are like this because this is very much a Disney Channel movie almost. It's just got really, qual- it's got quality actors in it. The problem, it's like, to me, it's almost too, like that specifically having quality actors in it works in its favor, but then also works against it at the same time hmm. because there are performances by Bette Midler in particular that I genuinely enjoy in the movie, but what the backdrop is or what the reasoning behind it is kind of sucks. So then it's like, I really like seeing you on screen, but you're just like, I don't care a whole lot about like what's going on because I haven't really given a lot to give a shit about. Um, and so like yeah it like it kind of it's like a it's a double-edged sword in that regard where you know i do love the performances of each witch like they all they serve their purpose really well but what is going on around them is really dumb and it also doesn't look good Mm. um and so i just yeah it was i was really starting yeah and i guess it's just you know the seeing it at this age seeing it later in life because there wasn't a whole lot of reasons for me to watch this to your original question about like what is my history with this is yeah so i didn't have hocus pocus until about two and a half three years into that being a thing and it was a it was a mainstay on disney channel during halloween for sure and and that's why this movie is also a cult classic as well. So though it wasn't really a big deal for me, the people who did have Disney Channel in particular, I would say like two that I think this movie is more successful for women and for the LGBTQ community than men. 
I don't think there's like a whole, like a lot going on in this where guys are like, Oh, this is such a cool movie. And I'm really like uh, connecting to it at this. And that is, I guess I bring that up as being important as well, because this is a like eight to 11 year old is probably the target demo of this movie. And so that would be a time in a person's life where there is a little bit more of like your gender is informing your interests more um, for better or for worse. I'm not saying that that's a good thing, in, but um, like in my life, that's I, I would posit that that being the case is that that time you're like, I'm more into guy stuff and I'm or more into whatever gender or uh, you are. So, yeah, I just like there wasn't a lot here for this. Like, I didn't see this movie and go, oh, yeah, when I saw it, did I like, was there anything for me in it? Not really. And then I didn't have Disney Channel. So when it was at least new and talked about, <clears throat> yeah, there wasn't just anything. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, that is interesting. Have... <laughs> that I, like, uh, if I can relate with that a bit, uh, you, and there was something about this movie, too, where, like, I always love the younger siblings in these kind of movies. And I think that mm-hmm. is because I am a younger sibling to um, my older sister. Oh, nice. Who okay. Yeah. Would like, yeah. Like Peter Pan and hook and, and uh, this movie as well uh, is from what I remember. And, and your older brother to uh, another brother. Yes. Correct. Same mother. Uh huh. Mm-hmm. Yep. Um, and, I don't know if that's because these are all generalizations uh, in terms of gender and and what what's uh, you know what's guy stuff, what's girl stuff. But you know, it, it's it'd be foolish for anyone to think that these these kind of things are not inundated on us and certain social norms. And I'm not going to get into all this, but uh, no, we don't have to. But do you get what I'm saying? Right? Absolutely. No, absolutely. And yeah, and, my, and I was just kind of so uh, back backing your point a bit of just kind of like I think you know my sister was into certain things that i looked at her as a role model of like mm-hmm. what was cool and mm-hmm. her and what her friends thought was cool as well um and definitely there's that circle and there was a circle of my you know my guy friends and stuff and and what we were into as well but there was like that that bleed over of like oh well if she thinks this is really great then it must be really great and just no question of it because it's just at that age you're just kind of like oh you're just told what's good and what's bad and you're like oh this is really good but when I watched this movie and, and apart from my history of just seeing it today was the things that I remembered about this movie was all the scary stuff. Sure. Cause it's like, <laughs> it's really quite, quite yeah, fucked up. yeah. Like I don't really, I was like, I don't really remember the story or anything. And I, and I think I might've started it, started it at one point late at night and didn't finish it when I was like old, of older age. So I kind of remember some of the beginning and all that. But as far as like the beats of the movie, it was more the imagery that was like, oh, wow, that's kind of like hitting home right now. And just like whether it's the zombie guy walking around and his head constantly falling off or um, the guy. Yeah, the guy turning to the cat and Benny the, Benny the butcher, Benny the butcher. And let's just have the cat stand right here and introduce this character that we're going to meet later. <laughs> yeah, you mean Thackeray? The cat, is that the cat's name? Thackeray Thackeray Binks. The, Thackeray Binks, yeah, that's who inhabits the cat, mm-hmm. which that's- is such a oh man, I couldn't get over that. I'm glad they uh, went with Binks. 
Yeah, because Binks is a Binks is a great cat name for sure. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, ooh, if I have a cat, you know what? I'm gonna totally name him Binks. That's a great. It's a great. Name. It is a great name. Yeah, I mean, you can look at this as just like the sequel to The Witch, the movie that. We oh, did you last, got a cat that's t- last, look at that in the last week. <laughs> oh, you got a, oh, you got a, a cat. Little, <laughs> wacky kitty back here. There's she was go, going to town on the. What was that? Oh, is that a scratching post back there? It looks like it should not be scratching on that little little bag. Oh, she was was playing with um, Chani's on. You can't see because of the arm, but Chani's on that that bench right there. Oh, got it. So she was having a little little battle with her. Um, Speaking of cats, but I was going to say this was like the the sequel to The Witch um, and that cat. I don't know. There's just all the animal stuff. I was just trying to draw parallels. It didn't fully work out in my mind, but it was something that I thought would be fun to try to try to do. It was like, oh, these are the three witch sisters as part of the circle of of the witch. Uh, yeah, it's it's OK. Yeah, it's, it's, uh, it's, it's it's trying to fit within the polarized canon a bit. I'm trying to create a, create oh, a, a gotcha. of our podcast of, of some kind and drawing connections. Uh, but yeah, I, th- I, th- I remember the scary. It was is some of the some of the some scary stuff in this movie i think and and when you look at why critics and, and we'll get to it later with like why critics didn't like this movie i think they were kind of confused of like who is this for is this more for because parents are going to be upset with the scary stuff for their kids and uh and i don't know it shouldn't maybe kids shouldn't watch it but should parents watch it because it's kind of dull for parents i don't know it, that's that was kind of some of the stuff that um we'll get so i saw that more. yeah i saw that criticism too and it it is an interesting thing to talk about with this movie where it isn't i don't think it's scary and i don't think kids will think it is scary but there is like messed up stuff that happens in kind of in a very um whimsical way where the weight of it is just i what it made me think about is recently i talked to my cousin who is a um relatively new father his the kid is five years old, his oldest, and now he has a one-year-old. Wow. And he was talking to me about what him and his wife, kind of like what the conversation is about media that they're showing to their oh, kids. Man. And th- they're looking at the movie from pretty weight, like heavy concepts of like, how do how does this person treat this other person and how does that then materialize in their emotions yeah. and like thinking about it from that perspective closure is so important for me when i remember as a kid it's just if something happens to somebody i just want that through line of like oh are they okay after or there just needs to be a shot of you know or some some closure or through line that because i'm still going to think about his sorry if i cut your point off but i'm still going to think about thackeray's younger sister and the fact that we see her at the end is like was a relief, you know, and, and and it's it's important to have those moments of like, oh, that little girl like died and you can see her tombstone right there in this graveyard. Like, that's very sad. Like the movie starts with a girl dying and three people getting hanged and a guy getting yeah. into a cat and turning immortal and then reading from this book of like spells with an eye on it that's made out of human skin. And then a candle is lit with that's made from the fat of the butch or the executioner yeah maybe that's just a being figurative i'm pretty sure it was literal with all their other like human toes and all that stuff which is just part of being mm-hmm. a witch i totally railroaded your point Dude, sorry you were saying you're talking about just that whole media discussion with um is it your n- nephew or niece it would or be my second cousin. cousin second cousin i guess would be your no first cousin, cousin first cousin but they're talking about my second cousin right, the yeah, five-year-old yeah. Mm-hmm. 
No, no, you're just building upon it. So yeah, no, don't worry about it. Because yeah, that's what I'm talking about is, is that if you were to think about the human flesh or the uh, killing of a small child, a child, you would as a parent go, oh, well, this movie is definitely not for my children, because I don't want my children to be like, you can effectively talk about how you and your friends overcome a supernatural force together without children dying without all of that stuff and it would be a fine kids movie and you've seen pretty weighty concepts tackled incredibly well by dreamworks by pixar and this movie just is like a really blunt object about it where again yeah who is this for of like at the top of the movie it's going to be people getting hung and talking about the devil and afterlife and and talk and the human um uh appendages being used and all of that stuff is just really uh yeah in, in intense yeah it, and, and and then i would say to no real avail because then totally the movie shifts and then that it'll rear its head back up again where like the witches get uh burned alive like oh, in the yeah this is the part where i went to the bathroom actually so you're gonna have to explain that part a little bit more to me uh, sure but i honestly and, thought that was gonna be the this this and this will be my main complaint of the movie is that it kind of has like a couple endings yeah i kind of thought that was going to be the end and then you think like ah we yeah we can maybe get to those get in get into the plot yeah maybe start start from the beginning which we kind of already mentioned and i and i was just going to say too like who this movie is for i i do think it's one of those things where it's like just edgy enough to be kind of your first first scary movie like if you've never seen a scary movie before and yeah you totally see that parental guidance label there I think it perfectly is apt as that description of like, I don't know what yeah. this rating of that. I'm assuming it's PG, but very like heavy handedly, yeah, like is. maybe for some of the younger, younger folk, maybe parental guidance of just kind of like, if you, I don't know, I'm not going to tell you how to, how to deal with media with you, with your children and everything. It's just, it's an interesting idea and all that stuff. But just, I do think it serves that purpose of like, Oh, and, and I, and I saw, I was just like, I feel like t- my media experience as a child i think was very tailored as well where my mom didn't want me to watch like sleeping beauty because she thought that was too too evil you know like the her turning sure. into a dragon and, and stuff like Mine, that yeah. um but i don't remember like having nightmares of this movie or being scared of this movie or anything like that because i think when i did no. start to become like start to watch some more scary stuff i think it did affect me a lot because i was like oh my god i haven't seen anything like this but this was kind of like a good good starter because it's whimsical and the characters themselves are just hamming it up and, and overacting so much that um it turns into like just animation like a cartoon or something these witches a musical just how they're acting sure yeah it, and it, yeah. it essentially is at a certain point when they start they, there's a couple songs um and i could totally, yeah, i could totally picture yeah. it as a musical on stage and, and and being successful that way too uh but yeah i i think it'd be good yeah that's all i just think it could serve that purpose and i think it served that purpose for me and i don't remember being scarred by it rather than like i think i watched mars attacks and was just like i don't understand that i didn't understand it's like a what a b movie a campy movie but i just thought like it was just take it as face value i'm like oh my god they're turning everyone to skeletons this is terrifying i am a child 
and the and that was that was scary for me. But anyways, uh, let's so. No, but I, I I think the reason being, if I could just posit this as an armchair psychologist, is that like <laughs> the reason the reason is because of what you said is that there is such a clear resolution to everything where you're not leaving this movie going like, Ooh, this could happen to me or, Oh man, like I should really, you know, be more careful about X, Y, and Z because the villains get killed Mm -hmm. at the end of this, the, uh, the ghost cat, demon cat, Thackeray gets essentially uh, reunited with his sister and and then walked to heaven. Comically so locked away, but you're not too worried about them. Like they're, it's just, because they suck they su- they really suck like they, they suck they're not they super really, suck really at all and uh they can stay there for a, a bit longer they'll get which, uh, come out uh, eventually which i think is so i know we're jumping ahead but i just i i think it is so interesting that they the main character max yeah i would say main character i would really actually like to say that it's the uh, sis, the younger sister but the movie doesn't really do that which is another thing i'll talk about not liking this movie what, is that it could have the main character could have been the younger sister oh my god but, i had the same fucking point dude yeah oh, I had the, the same point thank but you then they sister. make then they make max the main character and he sucks and he's like boring and whatever he and like still the, been yeah. in the movie but just not the main character it could have been just not the, like not oh, the main character yeah. the girl's got to go oh. and she has the most interesting shit to do and it's just like oh my brother's just trying to get laid oh whatever but i i really got to deal with deal with the real shit here oh my god I'm, isn't, isn't there a way to isn't there a way to make this movie where it is the younger sister going to school and then she has her own like confrontation with the witches being real. And then there's also the brother who has like kind of just a more is smaller, but like he meet he meets uh, Vanessa Shaw's uh, what's her name? Uh, Allison you know like i think that could happen as well it's but just the movie a made- focus that's all it really is they have enough material right. there to just hack yeah just hack some of the 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 courting process between the two of them have the exposition work through the little girl being really interested in the henderson sisters is that their last name um and I, the witch sisters and yeah the uh, witch sisters, yeah and somehow yeah yeah i don't know it's like it's replicating the cold. Is it the cold? It's not even the cold open. It's just the beginning of the movie, but the, it's like the modern nineties version is kind of replicating it where it's a boy with a younger sister that he has to protect. But I don't, yeah, there's no reason for it. And again, I, I always like my, and my other big criticism, I was going to say, I always love the younger siblings. They're just, maybe I relate more with the younger siblings. Sure. They're just so her performance was just, better because i was going to say my other complaint was yeah like have her the main character or just i don't know recast the other people but i don't even know if that would have been the the solution either because it was just it was just kind of contrived kind of tv movie yeah like disney original movie sort Mm -hmm. of performances and writing for the back and forth and the meet cute and all that shit but between them two stuff that i thought was the worst part of the movie and stuff that i didn't give two shits about I get that I'm not in high, like high school or middle school or anything like these things don't affect me as much, but it just wasn't engaging their performances. And I hate to rail 
on or like just bring down like children actors at the time or whatever but when you see the younger sister she's so great i think everyone and like even the bullies are are good i mean they're kind of there's there's some people that work in that 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 are in the high school that are just like grown grown adults i think when they're yeah. opening the doors and all the people run out i'm like is that a teacher and then like i thought like there was a bunch of teachers walking out and they're like oh no those are students <laughs> That's how I. That's how I felt about when uh, all the kids get called to the um, to no avail. Uh, yeah, the, there's some older kids and uh, there was like I guess they're, just there was, yeah. they're just virgins. Like okay, but like I don't know. There's like but uh, no, I uh, yeah, I was thinking the same thing with that situation. Um, this movie is horny. Uh, also, could I just say in a weird way with the parents in particular? God, like I there love is the a parents. I love I their love the parents. parents so much because it's we're just to assume that they were under a spell, so they just danced all night, right? <laughs> I love that. So, really so love they that. just they were stuck dancing for yeah. like five hours <laughs> straight. So I, I that and that ending was just like the best way to walk out of the theater. I was literally walked out of the theater today, just like yeah, like yeah. I was in the back of my mind. I was like, what happened to them? And then they, sure enough, the next scene was just like all the things you're wondering about what's that what happened to the bullies what happened to the parents and they're like here you go yeah Those right nice. and she's she's the mom from uh the great outdoors um mm-hmm. another movie that i find he's also been a dad and other things i feel like For as well sure dude i'm trying to remember i feel like it might have been like smart house or something i feel like it was like uh-huh some some other was he like, was he ferris movie. bueller he's not ferris bueller's no, no, dad no, no, is no. he no that's a different guy i feel like is that that famous couple that's always parents Nah, i'm not sure but no, that's not. God, that guy's so funny. Uh, but th- these this parent duo was was great, and the, I just remember the daughter coming up to the dad, and the way he interacted with the daughter was just like very cute and fun, and just like a messy morning going to school, and how they edited it was uh, edited it uh, was effective. I I overall I, I just to uh, not to get to final thoughts because we're not even close but just i i did have a fun time this movie in this movie and i know the theatrical experience could have affected it too but it, it for, uh, for sure for did, as, i think as an but as an adult it's just yeah it was uh it was an effective solid solid fun experience uh but that beginning when the guy turns into the cat i think was something that really came stop me Came Stop saying guy. His, the guy's name Thackeray. is Thackeray. I'm sorry. That is the dumbest fucking name I've ever heard in my entire life. <laughs> like I seriously I could up, not. I, I could Thackeray. not get past that. Every I time they said Thackeray, because so uh, so we're both uh, the same age, and so we grew up in a time in the late nineties when we were starting to, when when this movie was made for us, like honestly, like to, you know, further drive on the point you were making earlier about like this, this movie is an entrance into certain things because it is a, it is well tailored to a younger audience, but not total like super young. Mm Mm-hmm. And so, yeah, like this movie is like a, a, a banger for an eight-year-old because it's got like weird fucked up shit, but it all resolves itself. There's like, humor that uh, holds up, man. There's funny, funny things in this movie. And it it harkens back to a time of like Jim Carrey comedies where like, yeah, if this same exact movie and as with many Jim Carrey movies. Dad was if, in if, Dumb and Dumb and Dumb and Dumb and Oh, okay. 
Oh, Dumb and Dumber, sorry. <laughs> oh, there's Dumb and Dumber. Or, yeah, I guess. Oh, yeah, he's the fucking guy that's the mastermind behind the whole yeah. plan. Gotcha. Yeah, okay. Now I now I remember. What was I talking about? Um, yeah, it was during this time of, like, Jim Carrey comedies. Yeah, and, like, so if, yeah. like, you could imagine, like, The Mask or even Ace Ventura or something with a different actor, it just wouldn't be as good and people would forget that movie be like, that was a weird, stupid fucking movie with whoever that whoever and it just but the fact that jim carrey was in that movie it made this stupid fucking or like even like eddie murphy or something at a certain like dr doolittle or whatever it's just like eddie murphy doing this doing this thing um is kind of like the premise of the movie and like adam sandler to extent i don't know they're just those kind of 90s i'm thinking like 90s comedies but my point is the performances of the witches in this movie like make the fucking movie Oh my like God. Ben, yeah, for sure. All three of them <clears throat> and the interactions between them and the chemistry, um, like really, really make the movie. And I'm not sure how much of it would hold up if it didn't have none. That, that none of it, that energy of them mm-hmm. because yeah, none. I wanted to spend my entire time with them really, uh, because when it got to California boy, even I'm making fun of California boy, Hollywood. Uh, I went to fucking Hollywood to see Hollywood. Um, yeah. And I already said that, but if it was, yeah, if it was about the, the younger sister or something, I think that would have been more engaging for me. Uh, but God, those, the, the bet, bet middler. Yeah. It was like playing to the back rows. Like you said, it's like a musical, um, yeah, and it's just Which it's she, that's her history. As, a, as a as a child, it's the best because you're just like loving the body language, you're loving the overacting because they're speaking a lot of like old English, like the Veach that we watched the last week. Um, oh my god! And which is like, yeah, so I'm terribly. sure certain kids are just like not gonna understand what the fuck they're saying sometimes because they're just like, was it thou you that did the, yeah you know? Or it's just like, wow, they're really speaking this, still speaking this way. I, I, I don't know. It's like you'll get the general idea because they're just like uh implying with all parts of their body what their emotions are uh yeah every fiber in their being every cell in their body is uh, moving and uh, gyrating and just they breathing all have, like life. little mannerisms like sarah the jessica, mouth, Je- sarah jessica yeah. parker is doing like playing with her hands and she's constantly like twirling around and putting her hands up and like doing these like facial expressions that are like almost just apart from everything else going on and in her own world. Yeah. And then there's, uh, what's her name? The other one is just a Kathy, a dog basically. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And that like slack jaw, like lip lip thing that she does. Yeah. Where she's like, it looks like she's had a stroke. Yeah, like she's just like talking out of a side of her mouth. And her eyes are kind of, Oh, it's just like this, everything is so fully realized physical humor wise that I just, and it does remind me of like an Ace Ventura performance, a Jim Carrey performance or something like that. Or yeah, again, I said Adam Sandler where it's, it's just so funny to watch. You don't even have to know what they're saying really, but they're and Bette Midler, of course, with the way she contorts her face to fit the makeup that was given to her as well. And her whole outfit is just iconic. All this stuff is like, iconic to this point now it is true cult classic status now but Mm -hmm. their whole thing is 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 the driving force behind this movie you forget who the main you no one i don't know not people who know this movie know the movie but it's just like yeah you you don't don't think of fucking max you don't think of the yeah the two max and whatever uh, uh, allison yeah is a movie kind of like yeah it's about 
witches. And so, yeah, they're going to do some scary stuff and it's like just scary enough to be effective to, yeah, like a, a, a teenager, I guess, like a young teen, maybe like a young, like there's scary stuff that happens in a, in a YA novel or something. It reminds me of like some of the stuff that would happen in, in this or whatever. I remember reading like series of unfortunate events. There's fucked up shit and it tells you there's going to be fucked up shit, but it's like kind of bringing you in. Eh, maybe that's not the best. Com- that that has its own sort of whimsy and all that stuff. But uh, yeah, um, they turn this. Yeah, we we we, just, we can go through the whole premise if you want. I'll just I'll just say real quick. Thackeray Binks he witnesses a little sister being whisked away to the woods by the Sanderson sisters, Winifred, Sarah, and Mary. They cast the witches cast a spell on Emily to absorb her youth and regain their own. So they just suck the life force out of her body. And while they're so happy being young again. You can kind of see her in the background kind of like just limp, but still kind of moving. And then they just yeah. like throw a blanket over her when all the townspeople come with pitchforks. Uh, they turn, um, is what's his name? Is it what Max or some shit? Yeah, it's Max. Max. Uh, well, Thackeray Thackeray is, God, why am I forgetting? Oh, dude, I don't get it. Well, how do you not? How do you, okay. yeah. Okay. How do you forget about Thackeray Banks? So, I, that I, is I good, that's my trying. that's my porn star name if i were to ever Thackeray, get into it Thackeray Binks, Thackeray Binks oh my god that is the most made-up name i've ever heard in my entire life I mean, I, I I, if you a, wanted to talk about the witch it, like etymology or something it's uh the name Thackeray is a boy's name of english origin meaning a place with thatching no shit but it's yeah. just it's it's just such like a, this is your job that's your name i guess there was a famous person mm-hmm. british novelist named william Makepeace Thackeray. So, yeah, he's what when is he from 1811? I don't know. I don't know. Thackeray Binks, Binks and like those two names together, like Binks sounds like a funny clown. And then Thackeray sounds like, yeah, maybe like some bullshit made up old English British name or something. Thackeray. And then Binks. (laughs) It's such a funny combo. Um, And so, yeah, he gets turned into a cat, like kind of a kind of a scary thing. And I've talked to past guests and and uh he's trying to save his sister so that's the relationship that's happening right now is that we start off the movie as the cold open kind of is is that we're getting it we're getting introduced to the witches and we're getting introduced to thackeray Mm -hmm. uh so the witches are we meet them and they're old uh they Mm -hmm. have a ton of old makeup on yeah and they're concocting a spell that requires the soul of a young virgin to, in order for them to be young again. And which is very, the witch, uh, and yeah, they, you, he's like chasing his younger sister into the woods. Mm-hmm. Who's being kidnapped by a witch. It's pretty much how the witch starts the beach. Yeah. The beach. Uh, and so in, trying to save his sister who is captured by the witches that is being used to make them young again. Thackeray is then turned into a cat who cannot die, which is really, man, wouldn't you want what a hell. And wouldn't you want to know way more from we, you hear almost nothing from Thackeray because unfortunately they decided that they need to, have him like have facial expressions and talk with the mouth as opposed to oh as the cat i think 
I, I, as a cat, I think they totally, you could totally get away with just, there's like a kind of a telepathy that's totally, going on. Where he, yeah. Like homeward bound, even like homeward bound. Just, like they wouldn't yeah. move them out. I, it was just kind of like, yeah, they just have voiceover and, and, and do it that way. Sure. So he there's was, like, he was very sweaty going into that uh, cottage. He just got sweatier and sweatier. Maybe it's because the cauldron was going or something, but he was just dripping sweat. Uh, yeah. Yeah, I just kept coming back to him, and he's just like got sweatier and like airplane when he's like trying to land, and just like the sweat's like pouring down. (laughs) That's what I was expecting. I was just like, did he just like fall in a stream? (laughs) Yeah, he he was doing a couple laps in the uh, pool or some push-ups in. Yeah, yeah, he's uh, you know catching some waves. Uh, (laughs) Thackeray, Thackeray, Thackeray's a California man too. Yeah. I mean, he did have that vibe as well. Cause yeah, I, it is funny. I was thinking about it. Uh, like did, both yeah. of the, uh, his, both of the guy, guys in, uh, in this movie are just like pretty boy stereotypes of the nineties. And that, yeah, like Brink, uh, that is uh, to leave the Thackeray thing. Cause I, sorry. Well, I you just know can't who, uh, who else, uh, Mac like was supposed to be, uh, cast in Max's role, but he turned it down. Yeah, Leonardo DiCaprio. Who's like, yeah, just that's like that same kind of look sort of thing. Yeah, Dream where it's like the, the, the hair is parted in the middle and then it like waves down um, like that. And yeah, it's a very. But he did nine- once eating Gilbert Grape, so I don't know. I don't know. I mean, it's best that he wasn't in this movie because I would then start to get into where this movie is unsuccessful. And I think a lot of it has to do with the director of it. But again, it's such a weird movie because this is also successful because of him, because the director is an openly gay man who started out as a choreographer. And so there you really actually see all the the music that comes in. So there's so much musical theater to this, to the point that I was um, looking at it is. There, so this lands really well with the uh, drag community in particular. There are hocus pocus brunches that have been held. Um, You're making me where... like the movie more, Brandon. <laughs> this sounds so fun. <laughs> oh no, for sure, it sounds like a blast. Uh, but there's these hocus pocus brunches that have been a thing where it's a drag brunch, uh-huh. which drag brunches, to my understanding, are like yeah, really like. It, in southern california so i'm saying like i like i've heard of drag brunches before and i know they exist but like to to anybody else like so i've i've known that that's been a thing but i didn't know that hocus pocus was a theme that was really strong in the drag community but it really makes sense because there's so much heavy makeup and there's so much detail and presentation to the outfits of the witches Mm. and there is also then uh there is a just the overall performance element of them where everybody like how there's a lot of Mm. scenes where they're like behind each other and then they like fan out and then you know the blocking of it on the their little shuffle shuffle down the road the the shuffle down the road very like and i that adds so much to their chemistry and 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 how they get along and their relationships and how everyone has something to do it just makes it so entertaining watching whichever one of them uh, sure that's yeah i i you know that is that is fat like interesting that yeah the the ownership of of the movie by the drag community like like you were saying is is interesting and it's something that like camp in movies cult classic movies like your rocky horror picture shows i know is like the big maybe the big, biggest example is <laughs> Is a sort yeah. of thing where that there's ownership of that 
of that movie past like maybe it's intended viewing is this is you know taking it as as your own and and repurposing it to express yourself as yeah that's so cool because <laughs> their outfits are so rad fabulous and, and like yeah they're very yeah for sure and everything and uh yeah you, you can just live in like their character characters and their mannerisms and all that and i love like fun villains in movies too like when the villain is like i don't know you can tell someone's having a good time being the villain like we've watched enough like bond villains and all that stuff too but mm. And this is, yeah, this is kind of like, um, they are villains. It's not like anti-hero. You, you know, you're not really like rooting for them, I guess. Like you, you. They're the most interesting characters in so the movie. Fun to Regar- watch, yeah. yeah, regardless, like uh-huh. whether they're good or bad, they are easily the most interesting people in the entire movie. Mm-hmm. And that is, and again, to its benefit and to its detriment, because there is nothing that you give a shit about with it when it comes to the conflict of the movie, because the characters that are leading the movie as the main characters are boring. Max is kind of a little dimensional. shit, man. It's like his wants and needs are to get his dick wet. And for the first time, and sorry to be so crass, Disney, I'm sorry. Um, <laughs> And it's like, I just don't give a fuck. And then like his love interest is just like, I don't know, man. I hate so drag on their, what is drag her on interest? Their, their performances. And she has no, what like, has she got going on? Yeah, and why is she into this guy? Like, I don't know. He's got, he's not. And when, like when Max comes home that first day of school without his shoes on, he, you know, right. I get, you're in a new, you're in a new town. You're, you're pissed. Like. There's going to be that scene, but he just goes that next step further. He just like lashes out at his parents. And then like his whole interaction with the sister immediately, it was just like, I'm on this sister side. Like, I want to, I want, yeah. to, I want to know, like, or I just want the movie to just like refocus on her and, and what she wants. Cause she's just kind of like owning the room. I don't know. And just kind of like, absolutely like, snap out of it, dude, like stop being an asshole. And he's just like jumping from one thing to the next. He's like on his bed. And then he like gets up and like goes, plays drums while she's just like trying to like snap some sense and like, please just take me trick or treating and be a good brother. And then he's like, no, I don't want to. And then he goes up to his stairs and he just like sits there like pouting, just like, I don't know. I get that he's bullied and all that stuff and you can empathize with that sort of thing. But it's just like, man, when are these witches coming back? How is that going to happen? This like high school drama stuff is just not there's an interesting version of it. I I feel like it's, or it's either, it's either that, or it's just the girl going about her day. And then like, yeah, I don't know. The witch is trying to like capture her. Cause that's what it's about. And the brother just being a dick and her being like, I got to get my brother to help me, but he's too busy trying to get laid. (laughs) You know, I I think, I think that sounds kind of like more fun, fun to me or something rather than just like him dragging his sister around getting bullied and like, Oh, let's go into this party and, his idea is to go to the scary house, make a believer out of me. You know, it's a, I don't know, it's almost just like, let's go make out in the cemetery because <laughs> we know no one's going to be there or some shit. Um, but they go there. I pretty much jumped, jumped through a lot of stuff, but like they bring they, the witches are back in the modern world. And this is kind of the way that it's done as they go to that house, which is her. And you find out why, because it was, this was a funny thing I want to bring up before I guess I move on to that is in that classroom scene great teacher i think that teacher is very uh into the story and the history of the town however i thought i find it kind of strange that the whole class is so into the history of the town and like 
just just making fun of this California dude for being like, nah, I don't believe in ghosts. And they're like, motherfucker, Sanderson, which is our is our history. And you better learn and shape up because this is what what is their town called? I don't know. The Th- Salem. The Th- oh, it's fucking Salem. God, dude. Why am I so uh, forgetful of basic uh, setting? Uh, fucking Salem. It's yeah, I guess it's Salem. You live in Salem. I guess it's just a part of your town. And that's just like maybe you do take a lot of pride in it. But just the reactions from all the kids and how they were directed to act as like a group was just kind of like, get a load of this California asshole. He doesn't know about Salem witch trials and all the you know, and he doesn't believe in the Henderson witch sisters. And they're all just like in agreement that he's an idiot. And then she's just one of them. So you just assume that's like this is how people are in this town. But then you find out her parents own the souvenir shop that operated in that house that the Henderson sisters lived in. So he's like, hey, you want to go to this town? He's like, she's like, okay, I'll get out of this whole fucking nice gown that I put on. And uh, and do we, we never see her parents. Her parents are probably pretty interesting people. I'm sure like there's something with them where it's like they could provide a lot of answers because they know so much about the Henderson. Uh, like what kind of souvenir shop owning people own that house too, by the way? <laughs> 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 Who are these parents? I want to, I want to know their story. I want to like they, and then they, that souvenir shop just, uh, by the way, uh, uh, they, maybe they just changed businesses because the souvenir shop isn't, isn't operating anymore. So I don't know, whatever they're into now, they made a lot of money in. And I'm kind of curious what, what their deal is. So she takes off her gown and they go to, real quick, yeah, real quick. I'm, I'm running. Through I'm, no, no, no. I'm, I just need to go to the bathroom. I just, please, uh, we can, will be, me uh, we'll be right back. Yeah, I totally agree that there's a shift that like I want to have happen in the movie where it goes in. It focuses more on the interesting elements of it, because, again, it gives me in my mind, it gives me so little outside of that. And like, you know, the the parents would be interesting just knowing what she really like more of what she gives a shit about, because all her her character has so little to do. It's insane. She barely helps with anything that happens in the movie. I'm talking about Allison, uh, Max's girlfriend of like, like her, this movie could have had, maybe there is a great relationship at home. Maybe there's a troubling relationship at home. There could have been more to this movie and it doesn't care about that. It, spends a lot of time on what what this i because i feel like this movie is short but it seemed like it either posited a lot of things that i know it wrapped up like the scarier elements but i feel like there is a character introduced but there's no depth i guess is what i'm getting at is like there there could should this movie have been longer maybe um, I, I guess I'm just trying to wrestle with that because I, I think I find myself with this movie saying like, well, I don't understand what is driving these people to like want to overcome this. What is, you know, I, I don't, you're referring I don't, to the witches, like them and the witches, like the conflict with uh, that or uh, the main characters, the Allison, uh, Max, like what is, what is there really to, uh, motivate them other than the fact of like 
I get that Max is concerned about his younger sister getting kidnapped and there is some of that drive, but I don't get a huge sense that the relationship at home has just like, I guess it's just the him in the relationship with his sister. And well, then that's, I think what, what, I mean, going back to his, his love interest, what she could provide is knowledge. And she does occasionally, I think she talks about maybe, I think she brings up the salt. I think that that was her idea. But yes, once, it was. once they meet Binks, he knows everything. Like the cat just is right. like guiding them, which is kind of cool that he's just kind of like, I know, I know the way I follow the cat, like is pretty cool. But, she i i mean her knowledge is kind of supplanted by the cat's kind of direction and, and knowledge itself and leading up to that um he's romantically interested in her and then she's an arbiter to bring them to the house and the cat um but she does really she knows a lot about the town and the history and these witches but the cat just knows more because he was there when it all fucking happened and he got turned into a cat by them um yeah, so none of her knowledge is on display that there isn't a talk about yeah, like assaulting oh, maybe even yeah. Because I don't remember her saying anything about like why their parents or why his parents are at that particular place for that Halloween party. Like that kind of stuff, talking about like the history thought, I mean, of the town. That's her parents' place, right? Because she went up to change and I mean that's that's her house. Where the parents are partying? There's like her parents? his parents oh his parents no uh, yeah she but where did they meet up with her is like at this party and she's got the gown on and it's at her parents mm-hmm. place and she goes up to change and, and then they go to the to uh the house and then once yeah they he lights the candle the daughter the younger sister is like very aware of what a virgin is because she is constantly reminding everybody that her older brother is a virgin He's a virgin. Yeah. He's a virgin. Oh, the candle lighted by a virgin. That's you, buddy. <laughs> and then, uh, which is fun. She, it's, that is it's, what it's a younger fun. sister it's, would do. do. Yeah. Cause I mean, she doesn't like fully understand the ramifications mm-hmm. of, of like what a virgin could mean to a young boy. She's just like, Oh, this is a bad thing. And my brother right, sucks. Right, like, right. so he's a virgin, <laughs> you know? Yeah. And she has such command over all of her line deliveries and, and, and everything. It's, it's, I, I don't know. She, she really steals, seals the show for me. She's but, green. Um, he, so he lights the candle because why not? Cause he's just like, fuck it. I'm just trying to be cool. It's dark in there. There's a candle. Yeah. And it's, and he, and then, the cat comes and bites him first and then he goes he's like mm-hmm. eh, screw it i'm gonna do it anyways um the witches just show up right at the door and then uh there's a tussle and they they get away right it's pretty much what i guess what we should just say is that so the witches got hung in the prologue and then the stipulation is is when they were getting hung that they cast a spell that if a virgin lights a candle then they will only be back for hollow's eve and so there is a little bit of the, that conversation and you brought up the being at the school where, yeah, the whole entire town is just, everybody is jacked that it is Halloween's coming up. That's their thing. It is, um, I, I've never the, been to Salem. Maybe it's just all, that's, all, that's what it's all about. Massachusetts. Um, and yeah, interesting. So the Salem witch trials was, so it's 300 years and they bring that up. So at the time this came out in 1993 so it was 1693 when um the witches first died and then so now we're telling mice for 300 years in that cemetery 300 years um i mean yeah that if if that was you you would be an insane person 
Yeah. Which, man, how fun would that have been? Where it, <laughs> the cat was like, uh, like just absolutely off its rocker. Like that was the cat was such a missed opportunity for like really silly funny shit uh, but the cat was uh, the cat was occupied by uh a 1993 hunk where so he just was like oh yeah like you got voice. you gotta do this you gotta oh yeah oh yeah no weird? you know Did the voice just not make sense like what his what his accent dialect i don't know whatever it was was just kind of it didn't make sense to me it sounded, yeah. it sounded like a california dude just talking a bit yeah. like this and and making it kind of sound whimsical right. and i'm a little cat and you've got to help me right um it, but but the, yeah, I mean, the, the animation the, of that cat dude just does not hold up i, sucks. I, I mean that's that's yeah. one thing once i saw that once he started talking i was like oh that's a bummer that it, they feel like they had to yeah move the mouth and do all these things it's i, I guarantee it hard to get a cat to do what you want it to do even if you just wanted to to stand in place and look bored and then you got three kitties yourself could add, you imagine uh, add voices to it oh my god dude <laughs> i i mean i have plenty get your of, three kitties to stand still for fucking two seconds yeah i mean i, I guess plenty of cat videos on my phone but it's not because i'm like do this do that it's like they're already doing it and then i'm just like their documentary <laughs> right style just like they're David in the driver's here, seat here we see a little luna and and she's and she's gonna run around and and eat smell some catnip and spaz the fuck out and it's hilarious but to make them do what yeah. you want to do yeah i guess you just uh i i think i read something that they use like there were there was a pup some puppet cats as well yeah, and one of the puppets was sure. the same one that they used for uh salem the cat and sabrina totally which you could totally yeah. see like in some of it but the actual cat was so cute and seeing it run around like whenever they get out of the car or whatever like we gotta go this way and like when that fake cop was like bring your cat with you the cat's like okay I don't know. That was just like stuff that was like the Scooby-Doo gang kind of running around town. A lot of this movie just was like a watered down Steven Spielberg feeling thing. You know, at least whenever the music started was like, it was just this John Williams kind of like, and like just uh, when they were riding, were they riding bikes? They were just going around town or something. And it was just kind of like, Oh, this is just reminding me of, yeah, like a, a Steven Spielberg, like E.T. on Halloween or something like that. And all the hijinks that you can have on a Halloween night with kids. And, uh, you know, I, you you got to, I guess, to enjoy this movie, the part of it is just like seeing like blast from a bat blast from the past style. Like, oh, let's see these witches deal with like modern things. Oh, is it a dark river? Oh, no, it's just a road. It's firm and seeing them what's this it's a bus and just going through all of those things you gotta like that that's gotta be funny to you i think to to have a lot of fun in this movie i think because there's a good amount of that stuff i feel like at least a portion of the movie is just like there is that and and so like witches in the modern world sort of thing yeah yeah um yeah it just made me think of uh at the end when bet mittler uh (laughs) Like it's talking shit to Max and it is like it says tubular or something like that. Like she gets the California lingo and it's right. part of like dude, like, her like demo- dude. There's like dude, some, yeah, yeah, that's yeah. where it like falls apart at the end. She she says the dude thing, and then there's a couple quips that she says when she rolls up on her broom when she's when he's driving away on the car. 
And she's like, um, do you have your driver's permit? Yeah. Like, I don't know what a driver's permit is. <laughs> permit and she, is. And like, she's like some other zinger. And I'm just like, why are we going in, into this now? Like, <laughs> like she's just, no, it's like, you don't have your license. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. There's, there's ah, whatever. One other line. It's just kind of like, I guess we're just throwing away. She gets it now. She's, she's in the modern world. She's seen a bus. She gets it. Yeah. Um, oh man. Well, let's jump to the bus scene a little bit. Cause uh, so what does that entail? That the bus scene uh, yeah, is happening. I mean, they, they, where? they come back and they walk out of their house. They see uh, the, the black river road of asphalt. And then the guy rolls up and he's like, bubble, bubble. I'm in trouble. Trouble. Yeah. You ladies. Creepo bus driver. I guess I would just say then to the plot is then so it is now Halloween. They went the to the parents' Ma- dance as well. Ma- I think right? Max Max has lit the candle. Mm-hmm. The uh, the witches are back. Um, I, the cat, to talk, the cat is kind of uh, leading them, telling them what to yeah. do. To talk specifically about the witches, so yeah, like so they there's the cat so thackeray banks happens at the same time as the candle and so now the witches are back thackeray banks has let them they know one that day. since you one day you lit the candle now we're in trouble mm-hmm. and so yeah it's witches it, and in, it's, a, in 1993 what's the big deal it's a big, what the? it is a big deal or whatever the big says yeah <laughs> <laughs> so to talk about the, the real bad meow, the meow. three witches uh, particularly so how much uh, i'm i'm not like terribly familiar with bet midler i know Me kathy either. um i know kathy from S- stuff and then i obviously know sarah Je- jessica barker of course but uh, so i was unfamiliar with bet midler and then i've heard that name from my parents growing up and then so I was uh, doing some research and I listened to an album of Bette Midler. So wow. Bette Midler is almost, almost got an EGOT. Wow. Almost. She has won. Like such a fool just not knowing. Yeah. Like, I, that's how I feel. Because her, her, her name is just, everybody knows that name, but I'm just, I'm not up to date on certain things and, and, and people who would listen to this as like, yeah, big Bette Midler fans and just be like, Oh yeah. She's in Hocus Pocus as well amongst her other classic films. And it's like, I really know her from Hocus Pocus, <laughs> which I, I, sure. I read that she, that she really regards this regards this role as one of her favorites. So that doesn't make me feel too bad. <laughs> And I'm glad to hear that because like what we've talked about with, I think this does a lot for the LGBTQ uh, TQ community is that like, I don't know. She's an icon for this. Like there, I'm sure, sure. people that it's approach her about this it, it, uh, approach her in reverence and say like, Oh my God, Bette Midler. I love your, you know, I love you and Hocus Pocus as Winifred. Like you, you just, your clothes, your attitude, your everything is yeah. like so cool. Oh my god! Um, and so that's great to hear that she regards that because I would hope so. I mean, yeah, the movie could have been like a hundred times better, but like she's not the problem. I don't look she's at this best, movie. She's the best part of the movie. I mean, whichever <laughs> witch is your favorite. That's cool. if you, I mean, if you like some of the other, like one of the other witches, that's cool too. But like, she is the best part of this movie hands down for me and it is truly one of those things where like a jim carrey performance where just 
and as a child growing up on Jim Carrey, like informed my own humor and physicality of what I think is funny of, of, in a joke and, and everything. And, um, it just fit that, that funny bone for me, a lot of the stuff that she was doing and the fact that they are, which is in this kind of like, yeah, it's a Disney movie. It's just like, you can, you can play it up as much as you want. And, and everybody was on that same page. So when you mm-hmm. see the bullies and you see how over the top the bullies are even too, I feel like that long hair guy is from, from like a bully in something too, or, or, or I don't know, in some other movie, but he's just got a big, like, I, I, Steven I just Ty- for sure. Like Steven Tyler mouth kind of, yeah. kind of look, but they're, they're kind of playing really big too, but it just fits everything that's going on. And I think it just all trickles down from Bette Medler. So when you have the main characters acting so boring and just, I don't know, I guess, I kind of warmed up to Max a little bit as the movie went up, but still, it's just I love that idea of the daughter or this. I keep saying the younger sister. I should remember her name. Sister, um, being being the main thrust of the movie, but yeah, the she is so amazing in this movie, and uh, the yeah, the blocking, knowing that the director was the choreographer, there is a rhythm to everything going on as well, and a and a pace Mm -hmm. that that fits all throughout, and I do really have to commend that energy that comes through the film because that's what not only kids are going to be drawn to, but that's, what's, that's, what's going to keep everyone going on, going with it in the, in the family, uh, watch of the movie, which I, dude, I saw this, they're playing at El Capitan. Like people love this movie. Like the critics fucking panned it, panned it according to Rotten Tomatoes, but like there's a place where people love it. Like it's, it's playing there right, right now. And it's, it's a, and, and they're coming yeah. out with a sequel, I, I believe too. But, um, well, so what I would say to that is, is that the reason that this movie is loved by a lot of people is because the, the main actors of it make really, really unique choices mm. for their characters. Yeah. And it was also on Disney channel. Like yeah. the combination Great. of having something so incredibly unique that you could just be like, isn't this such a like it because it cuts through the chaff of shit of like, oh, my God, like I've just been in this sea of gray. And then you see this and you're like, oh, that's a really fun performance. Yeah. And then you're also. Again, this is like this is the a good movie for an eight year old, like and that mm-hmm. the only thing that they have access to is like the disney channel because i mean any parent is like well if it's on disney channel i don't give a shit if my kid's watching it or not and i'm sure it's fine and just that totally detached i mean i don't know oh can i just like have a that's a fair that's a a fair uh i mean thing to think as a parent i'm sure it's like oh i feel pretty safe with disney i mean sure there's there's certain things pending but it's just like you know generally what the what you're going to get and they've worked really hard to establish that brand of theirs to to make it seem that way and this is like an interesting time where yeah i think it is like the original movies are, are around that time those would play constantly on the channel so i just watch those all the time and that's why they kind of have that nostalgic kind of status to people just like on regular tv cable tv and just flipping through channels and just like oh there's just a disney halloween night and it's the family we're not going to watch like scary movies we're going to watch like family Halloween movies, Adam's family or, or something like that, or, or whatever. Like it's something that's like nightmare before Christmas. Uh, that's going to be just like kind of spooky enough, but, um, kids will go to bed at night still and, or whatever. And you can fast forward through certain parts. 
Um, it's yeah, it's incredible how much like cachet or economy there is in the Disney brand because yeah, like thinking about my um, my cousin again and his kids is that all of my relatives I've talked to them about you know just having children and how interesting it is is as a parent you know and just also as a human being there's so like you you will vet something but you don't mind somebody taking the like doing some heavy lifting for you and outsourcing that when it comes to like content because of its uh like what moral like we're talking about morals we're talking about views of society we're talking about like fundamental human being shit Mm -hmm. and it is so fascinating that their disney has and why it's one of the biggest companies in the entire world because if you really think about fundamentally how it is in how integral or ingratiated it is into the human experience of rearing a child and introducing them to uh, moral concepts and uh, emotional concepts as they grow grow up and you know develop like oh man so incredibly fascinating that that a company like that just that's the position that they occupy is is that if you want to kind of like sure i'm there's parents that will watch every movie first before they show their kids but like there's also it's totally understandable if you don't want to do that like you i don't know you you're so busy making a living so your kids could be better like you just don't have the time to just like okay so i'm gonna watch this by myself first without my kids present then i'm gonna you know consider consider and weigh out the options i know that that it's it's not bad like it's obviously fine to do that too but to just be as a company position where if you just put something out, people kind of consider it as it's fine. Like it's already been vetted. Yeah. It's already been considered. And so this is okay. So I don't have to think about, okay, so my kids have now access to the TV. So they have access to the guide. So now they're going to be able to watch everything on this. Like you could block certain channels, but you're going to leave the Disney channel and you just know that it's like, it's going to be okay. It's our PB and PBS too. It's going to be fine. Like, you know what? They'll get through it and they'll uh, figure it out. And yeah, this movie is like a, I don't know. It's one of I, if if this came on a lot on TV, uh, particularly Disney channel and a lot of people watched it and now it's a cult classic because of it. And I know this has been a huge diatribe on a bunch of things, but that's kind of the thing that's so interesting is, is that I will say, since I don't have a strong history, that this movie is not good. There are things that I like about it, Ben Midler's performance being one of them. But the reason that so many people hold such a strong, like, uh, affinity for this is because it was just, it was something that their parents would never question their kids watching it. So their kids did watch it and then it, it, and it was always on. So it reached a really broad audience. And now people are just like, well, this is part of growing up with seeing Hocus Pocus because that was something that I could watch. Mm-hmm. And you don't, yeah. you don't even, at that point, you're not, it doesn't matter if it's good or bad. 
it's like, it's just part of growing up. And it, 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 you know, just, I have some really complicated feelings about nostalgia in general, but like, in this case, it's not this, to me, this is a bad movie, but I get why given the circumstances. And I think maybe it's also part of a conclusion I'm coming to just doing this podcast and watching these movies. This is that like Indiana Jones is a good example um, that it's okay that people really like this, even though it's not a good movie. It's okay. People are allowed to just watch things because it, it, it invokes a, a strong sense of where you were at in a particular moment in your life. And that's okay. And I just, I, I, I guess I'm, for first saying that it's okay because i'm i'm almost like stating the conclusion that i'm coming to because i think in the last like five or six years i've really been at a place where i've been really like frustrated with people holding on to the past and not letting new things thrive and they're like oh all i care about is is that and we gotta have that hocus pocus too now i'm like we gotta bring that right Right. Absolutely. We can't let these things just be in the past. We have to dredge them up. We have to like exploit every fucking like a part of this because that's so easy. And that's, uh, I, I, now I start getting a little bit into thinking about the frustrations that I have with this movie is, is that like this relies so much on what was current then and just didn't give a shit about saying a whole lot interesting it was more so of like here is a uh very simple plot and here is very little character to anybody it just gets you from point a to point b and so we're going to just fill it with really qualified people and then hope that it turns out to be okay but then it doesn't matter if it's that good because we're going to put it on our own owned channel and run it as a 24 seven piece of content. And then people are probably going to see it anyways. And then like, Oh, now I'm starting to get back into a space of not knowing how I feel about things, but I don't know this, this movie really took me there. Like at first I was like very blase about what was going on, but then I started, it just dredged up a lot of feelings of like, yeah nostalgia and how good of a movie is this like i'm i'm glad that people like movies from their past but man do i wish this was a better movie for people to like because it could have just been equally as fabulous as it is but like man yeah especially the main characters are so boring (laughs) yeah i mean there's things that i definitely agree with uh you on um overall i have different feelings for the movie while colored partly by you know my experience today was was fun and all i think what do i think i think there is lasting power to this movie that other movies don't have so there is a reason that people have gone back to it and it has held up in its own way as opposed to other things that came out this time that have, have fallen by the wayside sooner which this eventually will too and in 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 time you know it's our generation has grown older and this is something that we people in our generation want to pass along to their kids and and watch during halloween and that's that's my other thing too is like 
in like TV shows and stuff, there's always like the Halloween episode or the Christmas episode. I'm not a fan of those episodes, the seasonal, like, oh, we, it just seems kind of lazy. Like, oh, we got to do like a Halloween episode. It's like, oh, we got to, we got to make it about this holiday. Um, But when you talk about a movie not being good, it is to a point relative as far as to what service it is providing for the family. It's something to put on for the Mm. whole family on Halloween. If that's your directive when trying to make a movie and trying to make a Disney movie, totally. How good is this movie? Is like, is it is it successful? Is it bad? I don't know. Plenty of people thought it was bad. Plenty of people thought it was good. And the lasting power is almost. That's why I bring up Hook is because it's like there's this ownership that comes and this really defensive kind of quality to some people that like get really hyped about this movie. And that's where I'll agree with you. Like. This movie isn't that good is where I'll say like, I think this movie is good. Mm. I had a fun time watching this movie and I think it holds up for its own own ways. And if there was like a group of people on Halloween and we felt like throwing something on, I would not be opposed to this. And I think it'd be a fun time to like kind of go in and out of. And like once it kind of gets near the end, it kind of like, OK, I get where it's going. But like a lot of the antics that the witches get into is just good fucking fun and like stuff that like is fun to revisit. Uh, in the same way as I, I don't know I keep bringing like Jim Carrey performances, but just like the physicality of those kind of things is just fun to watch and revisit. And I see why that lasting power has has gone through. But like as far as pop culture goes in our generation of 90s kids, only 90s kids remember, you know, that shit does get kind of fucking annoying when it's like people kind of not everyone, but it's just I've experienced where it's people almost get like gatekeepy about it or something of just kind of like. No, like hocus pocus. That's like the and if you say like that's not that great of a movie, like I feel like people get really upset about that. Like, or if you say eh, Hook wasn't really that great, people will get fucking like kind of pissed about it because it's like they've heard that their whole lives, maybe from you know, maybe from like critics or these polarizing movies, just kind of like it's when it's underrated, you feel like you have to champion it and lionize it more when you're just kind of trying to overcompensate for the fact that it wasn't treated as well as you may have thought and you see it even with like the star wars prequels or something like that and these things that define pop culture of our generation or whatever and it's just like there's these memories attached to it but um i just think there's that there's that and that's what makes it a cult classic is like there are less people that like the movie but those people that like the movie really fucking like the movie and are super vocal about it and like let people know and like defend it. And I think that's what makes hook like last is those like super vocal people in a movie like this. And I, we're going to get into polarizing movies. And I think a lot of them could be like cult classics as well. It's kind of just the nature of, of, uh, of that, I think. And even movies that have polarizing scores in the future, you could watch those scores gradually rise. Cause the more critics will revisit some of those movies. Like I think I brought up the thing on a past episode or maybe I didn't, maybe it was just a conversation between me and you, but it's like the thing used to be a polarizing movie, but now people love that movie. But when it came out, it was like critics didn't like it. But now you look at Rotten Tomatoes, it's great, certified fresh. But it's just that passage of time that make people that makes people think of it differently. But that being said, this movie does have a very low score from critics uh, on Rotten Tomatoes and very fervent audience followers. Um, that being said, maybe we can wrap up some of the story and then get to final thoughts. Yeah, absolutely. Um, you know, I, this is kind of like where I think it kind of ends multiple times, but I went to the bathroom when they, they go to the, 
parents party and, and they see him dancing and everything. Uh, and then it's this, I think, yeah, this, we'll just talk about like the, I put a spell on you. what did you think of the, what I thought it was a moment where I was like, this seems like it should be fun, but I thought it was a moment where I kind of rolled my eyes a bit. And then once I got into the song and they were singing and like doing the dancing and everything, I'm like, Oh, this is pretty fun. But it was that it gave me that same sort of feeling of like her being like, where's your driver's permit? And I'm like, there's that build up of like her singing the song. I put a spell on you. And then she just like knows the whole thing. And it's like busting it out. Or, yeah. It's that reminds me like back to the future a little bit. Um, yeah, yeah, for sure. But the, again, if it, this was an, a more competent filmmaker that that would have made, you could have gotten like, cause how fun would it have been for Bette Midler to have learned some of this terminology that she's now living in and have more of that fish out of water, which really there is some of that, but it's not as impactful as I blatantly, in my opinion, could have been where they just have more interactions with the present society and then learn these terminologies and they come back. So, yeah. I, yeah. They just couldn't accept being like a fish, fish out of water. They always, she always had to be one step ahead of the game. Um, and I, that's where I liked when they kind of slowed everything down and the other two were like, let's do our calm circle. And then she actually had to let her guard down. And then you could see that the others mm-hmm. kind of had a, an effect on her when she's so like strong and, a strong-willed and independent kind of leader that like it was it was kind of nice for me to see that like oh they actually do bring her back down a little bit and i just i like the witches man everyone likes the witches in the movie that's the fun stuff um i, I mean i'm not gonna leave this conversation not liking the witches oh, yeah. all of my com- yeah, all of my complaint uh, complaints about this movie are going to be about really the directing and the like yeah, mainly the yeah. directing. I, I, like, I'm, yeah, I think I wanted to like that song more, but the way it transitioned into it, it was like, yeah, I don't know. But then once he, I was like, okay, they're singing a, a song as witches and putting them under a spell. But something about it was just kind of. Well, the re- the reason that you felt it that way is because we. A little forced. I don't know. We started into that song by Max coming up on stage in front of all of his parents yeah. saying, Hey everybody, this witch story is true. And everybody being like, man, this is really weird that a, you know, a 17-year-old kid is at this adult dance party. Again, weird. Like it, 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 the <laughs> I couldn't get over because it, it was like their parents were at a dance, which was yeah. such a fucking weird like concept. Gym, the- yeah. <laughs> It was like in a gym for sure. Cause the, yeah, they come out of like a, like, like the high school or, or something. Yeah. Or church. And I just, yeah, I was, I was trying to wrap my mind around like, so just everybody in the town goes to the gym and then we needed to well, put all the parents in one location. So right. whatever happened with the kids was just like, Oh, well the parent, this is why the kid, no one's freaking out about the kids. Cause all the parents are away and all the policemen are fake. <laughs> Yeah, oh my god, that whole scene of like, yeah, this fucking a-hole thing. <laughs> I thought that was funny, man. I don't know. I loved it. It was just like an I don't know, that was like an airplane thing or something too, especially when you when you're piecing it together as the audience of like he was really good at putting out the vibe that he was a cop. Just a his, cop. like yeah. the <laughs> shot of his deadpan face and how authoritative he was and intimidating and scary. <laughs> Cops are scary. And uh, and then just like scaring him away, <laughs> he's just back down. And then like this, 
And then this woman comes up and you're just kind of like, wait, what? What's going on here? And then he's like, those people thought I was. <laughs> and then it just immediately cuts. They don't sit on it for too long or just like that. I thought that comedic time. There's some really good like comedic yeah, time. Even for like, sure. Like cutting right at the point of where you, you start to laugh. And then the same thing with like the dad taking a picture on the first day of school with the daughter and, and like doing funny stuff and then just cuts to like the first day. It's just like has a friend kind of like a frenetic energy of um, that kids that I can see kids liking and, uh, and that is just that yeah, whimsical sort of, yeah. John Williams kind of music taking you from one scene to another. And, and, uh, and yeah, so the parents are at this like nonstop dance party mom's dressed like madonna and dad is da- dad kula and he's got pjs and a, <laughs> and a cloak uh and the things yeah. but i realized the pjs were actually a key part of that of being dad kula because dad kula yeah he's dad with the pjs but then he's dracula otherwise and he's kind of unfazed he's like oh hey what's up you showed up at the party hey how you doing <laughs> <laughs> he kind of just was like hey uh, yeah, what's up? oh you got a cat okay <laughs> brought a cat to the party that's cool and then, uh, and then they, she puts them under it. I, I put a, she puts a spell on them. She, she's singing about what she's literally doing. And they're like, don't listen to her. Um, and they get out, I believe is, is what happens. Uh, and they go to the, they run away to the cemetery, I think. And this is, is this where Binks gets run over the God, That was, that yeah. was, I think one of the most like, like visual, just- visual things that I remember as a kid was just like the cat body puffing back up for some reason it was like, <laughs> i remember that very vividly as a child of like oh my god the cat, the animal is dead and then the animal coming back to life was such that was one of those things you were just like knowing that it's like gonna be okay <laughs> was such a big, big right thing like those especially when an animal you just you never want to get an animal and see an animal get hurt Airbud was the first movie i ever cried in and and it was it was right just animals for anybody i'm sure a lot of people get it's it's very sensitive uh, subject um yeah, this, it is yeah um did we already get to so that's and they try to so can you tell i mean we don't have to i pretty much got i went to the bathroom we're like oh they're gonna try and do something at the school some yeah someone so, around that and then they just lock lock them in the kiln or whatever and then burn them alive yeah so the school has a kiln yeah i mean maybe it's an east coast thing obviously you know, as SoCal surfer dudes, we don't know anything about having a, a fucking furnace kiln room. That was a big, uh, yeah, I don't know. Maybe that's where Freddy, uh, Freddy Krueger went and was because here, here, yeah. Cause what, what we've seen in, in this Sounds scene good. is that, so there is a, uh, a boom box inside a, kiln essentially like it is insane to think about that there is a room that will ignite in flames that has regular doors on it that you can just walk in and then light yourself on fire it was the craziest thing it's like at a school (laughs) at a school Uh, yeah Yeah, i mean made for pottery class i guess yeah it's just mass mass making but but well okay but a potter again it is like a real door into a room where yeah. it just it's it the room seriously looked like it was for burning bodies i it saw was them the come cre- out of it yeah i saw it was very just like a spooky thing yeah it was just like this looks well like, they have this yeah. green smoke so yeah uh really yeah it, you know if you were a parent this would be a scene where like oh so these human beings are just getting burned alive huh i don't know if and this movie is they for- got hanged earlier in the movie as well yeah yeah right 
So they get burned in this uh, furnace and then they turn into a green smoke out of the chimney. And then they come back to their bodies because it just is at first really kind of jarring because you're like, oh, okay, so I guess that isn't the end of the movie. To your point of like, there's these multiple endings in the movie. This would be one of them. It would be kind of, it would be very abrupt if this was the ending. Because yeah, it was I like, understand that. But still, it was, but, yeah, it was just something about the witch, just the back end. There was a real cat and mouse thing with, with the witches and them that got a little old for me. And that was kind of my, my big thing at the end. Yes, for sure. I go into the bathroom and coming back. I'm like, oh, okay. The things are kind of winding down there in the room and realizing that they're coming back back it was just there was a that's how it started was they go into the house and then they try to get him and then they get away and then they try to get him at the graveyard i think and then they get away and then they try to get him at the party and then they get away and it's like it's just that like really the whole movie and i think that that was something for me that was i that just got got old and when things kind of calmed down uh and they they were in the room and uh i thought that was just so sweet what the sister was it danny was saying to binks was just like cuddling with the cat and like oh i'm gonna love you forever and then mike and then she kind of sits there and was like and then my kids are gonna love you forever and then their kids are gonna love you forever and the implications of that was like wow and then they and then Binks starts purring i was like that is such a sweet oh that was such a sweet moment and even if they ended like the binks character like that he's just stuck as a immortal cat within this like family that's never going to leave salem or something i don't know uh even that was just like it was suitable or just like i had a warm fuzzy feeling when the cat started purring i thought that was like really effective uh timing and and sound editing and all all that stuff just for a simple simple effect and then they decide to read from the book and bring it back to life uh because they're trying to get binks to turn back into a human without his permission and Seeing that little cat jump on that book is is just uh, that's a fun thing. It's like the perfect size for a cat to jump on. Whenever he jumps, he's like, "No, don't do it!" And then he smacks him. He's like, "Nah." Um, Beacon shoots up, similar to the one that um shoots up when I when I'm calling for Brandon. Yep. (laughs) I need the Brandon Beacon book, Brandon. Um, book. Ah, That feels good, and just you let out a good. It does. Book. 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 Um. And uh, yeah, and then she's kind of like when she's like sad, and what does what one of the sisters say is like, or one of the other witches is just like, "Will it make you feel better if you hit me?" Or and she, she just kind of like hits her a little bit. <laughs> that was just so so funny to me. Uh, they're mm-hmm. they're back and forth, but they they're really stoked. They go, st- "I'm California, dude." They're so stoked. Uh, they're so fucking stoked, stoked, dude. Uh, they're so, fucking so, so tubular. Um, <laughs> oh my. And then they, uh, they fly to the house, um, Max and her like asleep or downstairs and they like come and take the, uh, take Danny in the book and, um, they fucking explode out of that house. (laughs) You see that explosion? Just like, yeah. Amps up and then all of a sudden just boom. And they just blow out of there. (laughs) A fucking huge explosion. (laughs) That kid just came out of nowhere. I was like, why? Oh my God. Yeah. Because <laughs> I'm glad you brought that up just be also just in general, because it's fucking hilarious. But also too, that was the time that 
I thought about like the powers and the effects of things in the movie and like what kind of like, yeah, the energy that each person was, uh, each witch was providing. Mm-hmm. And it is, it was so funny because then it made me think of like, there's a lot of this casual zapping that they do where they're able to just be like, is zap. I don't want you to do like this. A little half-ass zap. Like, a little, a little half-ass zap. I'm going to, I'm going to scoot you with some zaps, <laughs> you know, <laughs> I'm going to just like move this or I'm going to pick it up with a little smoke, <laughs> a little smoke hand, you know, if, that kind if, of uh, Palpatine just did that more. And just, yeah. He's, I'm going to just zap y'all all the <laughs> Zap, 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 root. You know, not not a full zap, just a half zap. Just gonna oh, just like let you, let you know that I I want your attention. Pikachu uh, use Thunderbolt, but at fifty percent, fifty percent. Yeah. So then it just made me think about the powers that these witches had, which is so incredibly arbitrary because I think they just there's like oh let's Lightning fill up effects stuff. Are fun to or like easy to make. I yeah. Feel like yeah easy to make and there's a lot of that where there's like green green electricity comes out and you know and just like it affects the world and a little yeah smoke lightning fire good good stuff yeah Mm -hmm. cats not so much but you know (laughs) i it's just a bummer stuff like that just doesn't just doesn't hold up as as much you know you could it's it you accept that at a certain point but yeah that was just like the the one thing that just maybe it's because of black cat too it's kind of formless i don't know if that would have helped to helped or not it being different but it just yeah even if it was all puppet no. if it was all salem puppet or something it'd be fine <laughs> that's what it looked like is it looked like a puppet that had no facial expressions oh, and then and they an put that mouth. on later and something. then and then they put the eyes on it and then added like teeth and the mouth moving and stuff that mouth uh, sucked. sucked ass yeah i mean thackery of what else would you get out of that Beep. a sack um yeah, so we're at the the. I, Billy's in the picture, kind of. Like, yeah, yeah I did get a kick. Say about, say about Billy as well. I did get a kick out of just a before we leave the blowing in the top of the house. Is I I really got a kick out of that because then you start to think about so the parents are going to come home and then a fucking quarter of their house is missing. Um, like wow, what what is that gonna what does that entail? Um. <laughs> It t- could you imagine the nightmare you'd be in <laughs> talking to an insurance claim agent on that? You're like, yeah. So there was the supernatural, like most a lot of people My kids saw are it, saying so the like, Sanderson, which the Sanderson yeah, the Sanderson, witches, Sanderson. What? Yeah, that's what you get when you live in Salem, right? I wonder if in Salem you can buy uh, witch insurance. Yeah, I was just gonna say maybe there's a special thing in Salem, special deal about Sanderson witch arrivals mm-hmm. to your to your home, right, and such. Yeah, that would have been another interesting uh, so funny. little after credit scene of just them looking out the fucking hole in their in their house and then walking in. It's like, oh, is there a draft in here? Jeez. I would have loved that, especially given the fact that a lot of that kind of stuff was we were given little bits of it with yeah. the dad and the mom mm-hmm. because it's OK, I'll I'll save it to the end because. Yeah, we got like the, the, the final like, we're uh, little, little but I mean, yeah, we meet Bill, like the cat jumps on that uh, Billy the butcher. Bill the butcher. He's just like, this is Bill the butcher. I got to tell you about him. Why? I don't know, but I do. Is it's we, important? And like, then, then let's move on. Um, and you, yeah, he he, doesn't, he gets his mouth sewn shut with poison inside. Uh, for being which we heard heard about before. 
Yeah, and, which we heard about a little bit before, and yeah, mm-hmm. so then we we then, were briefly introduced to him. Yeah, and, and then uh, he comes to life, attacks them because he's under he's get, taking marching orders from that Midler, and they hide in this little cave that the cat's been living in for a while, and they kind of like regroup. Uh, but when does when does Danny get taken? Um. Danny gets. He, Danny Dude, gets, that's a, that's why the top of the house is missing is because Danny has right. been they, taken. Yeah. Duh. Okay. So yeah, Danny's taken. So they got to get Danny back. And Danny is taken. Uh, this is Max's sister is taken because the uh, witches have w- realized that if they perform the same uh, uh, curse or whatever as the beginning of the movie, mm-hmm. then they'll be able to live past mm-hmm. the one day that they are alive. Right. And so, and so their whole mission right now is to get as many children also as well, because there's a scene a- after this and then knocks over the potion and then they get like, they only have enough for one potion so they start calling all the kids but yeah it gets a little diluted because they're like no but we want the one we want danny particularly right but then they're also kind of just like oh we got some backups if we need yeah tons of them too because so almost in tandem is is that we're going to steal danny because max has fucked with us and then we're also going to send sarah jessica parker to sarah michelle no sarah jessica yeah, <laughs> for a second I thought it was yeah. Uh, it's a little buffy. We're all we're also we're also going to send her to be a Pied Piper and bring all these children to the house. I like that. Song. So that, it, that song was cool. Oh yeah, and it was like kind of shot that fit the movie for the. I wanted so much more of that kind of stuff where it's like you have like this faux her flying through it and it kind of looks fake, but she's just like living and yeah, having a good time. Like and that's see where the wire work was probably being done, especially how slow right. we're flying around, you know, is even thinking like, I keep talking about hook, but even like the wire work in hook or something, it's like, Oh, they're flying, but it just looks kind of like slow wire work, kind of like stunt show sort of thing. You're not stunt show, mm-hmm. but just that sort of thing. But when you're flying on a vacuum, it's just fun. And that, that kind of, that kind of like stuff at the end. is so fun. When totally. They, they got the mop and, a vacuum but uh yeah and i guess she really uh she really enjoyed being on the the broom i guess i read from imdb trivia she like was okay being up there she like brought her new york times it said and like would just hang out up there in between shots or whatever and just uh enjoyed being on the she looked very comfortable like doing all doing yeah all she, she'd be a natural quidditch player uh yeah for sure then, yeah that song was cool and, and should be uh, a seeker for sure yeah, oh for sure seeker for sure <laughs> um but yeah and it was all like made sense within the movie you know it's like that song was a spell the same way i put a spell on you was but it just made more sense like oh this is a song that she's known in a spell that she's like oh do that spell and then she did it's like oh that's something that's a part of her character having yeah it's, uh, it's also being a witch as well to tie tie back to uh the, Vich, uh, you know, there's this part of the, the mythology. Seduct- she's the seductress. Kinda, she's, yeah. the, she's the seductress. She's the one who influences the young boy. Mm-hmm. Like she's the one bringing all of them because that is how they get their youth. 
is through eating children, essentially. And there is that element, but it goes absolutely nowhere. And you're alluding to what's happening is, is that, but then they prioritize the younger sister of Max. Yeah, yeah. It and don't really that get, whole spell, like with the children. It's a nice, like, effect. It, and it looks really like kind of spooky bunch of kids walking with candles and stuff and Halloween costumes, but nothing really comes out of it. Absolutely not. Yeah. It's, so, it's done because the parents are just partying the night away. And that's just funny. They're just under the dancing spell. <laughs> just like, I'm imagining, it didn't look that way at the end of the movie, but I'm imagining at a certain point, like, <laughs> why can't I stop? <laughs> <laughs> I'm so tired. Oh, I'm hungry. Oh, I want to go no, to but they were. But they came out of that gymnasium, I guess, is what they were in. as you would say. Yeah. Oh, man. Okay, I'm not going to say that anymore. That line where the dad was like, and I thought thought people partied hard in L.A. I Did I miss that? How did I? I must have been walking out. Oh, no. Yeah, because they're from California. Yeah, he's like, yeah, oh, man. Um, Wow. Just talking about how hard people partied in L.A. Oh, man. yeah, that was. I thought there's that another was... movie. I was, it was on. I saw the live recording of a How Did This Get Made uh, show. I forget the name of it. There's a movie. He just like this kid from California moves out like some East Coast town. I think he's like really good. Uh, was it BMXer or something? I don't know. Oh yeah. Um, not. It's the same thing as fucking Johnny Tsunami or anything. It's just yeah. yeah, yeah. The whole movie is like, uh, and Seth Green is is in it as a friend too. They have that I'm too sexy montage in that movie as well. Uh, we were talking about the 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 Drake single. Yeah, we were talking and, yeah, before and this. Really care for it, but uh, yeah. <laughs> but that but that uses a stere- like that stereotypical montage of I'm too sexy. Man, I don't remember the name. It's it's just California like stereotyping and like extreme sports and all this stuff was just kind of something that was like being lampooned a little bit at this time and it's and it's interesting i don't know maybe mm-hmm. i wonder i wonder what the if there's like a reason for i don't know like la olympics was in the was it 84 or something and eh, maybe that's that's probably <sighs> not it who knows it's just it was just something that that was a common extreme sports were very popular and i guess just a lot of a lot of that in california but uh if we want to get to the final, Cal- final california battle. controls the culture because we have Especially Hollywood, movies, we, yeah. we have television, we control the entire culture of mm-hmm. the U.S. So people just like you're either California or New York or you're like. Yeah, yeah. we're those coastal elites, baby. Uh, yeah. Suck I'm it. sorry. <laughs> but yeah, the, we just have definitive cultures. Um, no, not to say that other places don't, but just, yeah, I mean, people get it. Like there's, there's it's just like the, it's, it's, it's Cal, people from California making movies and it's just like they, you know, it's they're writing yeah. what they know or whatever. And it's just like, yeah, a kid from California moving to a town where totally and they're in the audience. It's, you know, we've, we've brought up the role of audience surrogate and it's just like the California kid walks in, never been to Salem before, doesn't know anything about it. And people just start telling him all about it. And it's just like, oh, for anybody in the audience who doesn't know about it, good. Cause the main character is in the same position as you are. And if anything right. is a non-believer, so you better start believing in ghost stories because you're in one. 
little pirates of the caribbean i don't know why. oh yeah uh-huh, i don't know why because uh-huh. you know what it's the fucking season james we are in we are in spooky season so to, to wrap this up so like yeah they battle for the young the virginal they, child yeah and for the turns, you know he, for the sister he drinks the potion instead um to save to save her uh, all of it is all, like this stuff, so all this stuff could have dumb. been done still if she was like the if danny was the main character and it could have been like oh i gotta save my brother because he drank the potion and it's like i it's got to be up to me totally and all that stuff but it's just yeah it's it's about it's just about max trying like has to save the day or whatever um but there's Missed. there's yeah he he drinks it and then she comes to like suck his life force out Yep, and starts doing so and then what's and then there's this weird back and forth where he's hanging on the broom and she's trying to suck the life force and he's not doing it and then then the sun the sun the sun sun is coming up which is the end of the day Mm -hmm. so that means the sisters are going to what we find out is dust bed midler turns into a statue only for a brief second and then explodes and then the other two sisters just go they just just skip the statue phase and just go right into blowing up yeah gotta have that that middler statue for uh yeah i mean i guess if if she exploded right that could have some after effects to to max if she exploded on him or something (laughs) just like he and then he's just all this dust on him it's like oh my god (laughs) she's all over Or it just blow, it breaks his body. It just, <laughs> he gets cratered by it. Or just the, the statue hands keep closing around his neck oh, yeah. and then just right. and then he can't get out or something. Oh man. Man. Um and then at, at, at one point of this battle, uh Binks is very heroic and and comes up and attacks her when he, she's about to follow through with I think she he buys them yeah. some time and then he gets thrown aside. And, and deals with the mortal wound because the sun comes up and they disappear. And so there's the curse is, the curse is and, over and he's yeah. uh, allowed to leave from his, I just, yeah. Now thinking about what you brought up earlier, just if his ghost was not like, hello, Danny, it's okay. It's me. It was just more like, naked and still like acting like a cat, just like, yeah. like feral and shit. And just like the, his sister is like, what happened to you, Max? Um, I've been in there for 300 years. <laughs> you should have just kept me in Binks's body. <laughs> you should have never let the candle. Um, yeah, that but that that through line of him being at peace is a huge deal for the movie, and I thought that was effective. Whether and it was interesting to have sure. kind of both endings. I think if he had been a cat, I think I would have been okay with that too. And I, in, in this ending, I was I was very okay with and satisfied with with his ending, especially having this uh, prologue um, of him, and he's kind of like, yeah, like the soul of the movie almost, of just kind of like carrying things along and. And and the and what drives the action in, in a lot of respects or what keeps things chugging along, keeps the main character sure. safe and knowledgeable and and moving from from where they need to go. And so it's just that yeah, you you really care about his character, um, even as a talking cat. And then that that shot of him walking through the gates was really nice with his sister, and you see uh, a close up of Danny, and that just that that was what 
established, like really established it for me at the, and I, it already had those feelings and we've talked about it a lot already, but it was like, yeah, like I cared about her more. Her the most. Oh my God. Her, yeah. Like there goes my pet cat. He's a human ghost walking like walking away with his little sister. Like, he's an yeah. older. Yeah. The emotions that a- she was going through in that moment was so much more interesting than what Max was going through. I, I feel like Max yep. was just like, all right, right, now I got a girlfriend. Cool. <laughs> Tubular. Right. <laughs> I don't know. He's, he saved his sister, but it's like, even, even when he, the, the whole, uh, you know, catalyst of this was he was forced to bring his sister trick or treating. And then his love interest was like, oh, that's so nice of you. You're a nice brother. And it's like, I didn't fucking do it because I wanted to. I fucking had to. I don't want to do this. And it's just like, I, I don't know. It just, that's what pushed it all. And it just like, for him, it was, it really was just like his connection with his romantic interests. And that's what drove him a lot. I feel like, and then it was like, and then I guess at the end was his love for his little sister and trying to keep her safe, of course. Um, but she just seemed like <laughs> able to handle herself. Kind of, yeah, kind of, absolutely. Like she didn't really need his, well, she, no. she asked for his help and, and she was very, very forward, but she's, she's more authoritative. And I was like, willing to just believe whatever she said i was just like she was she was yeah handling the room very well whatever so the, there, there's an alternate reality of this movie where the resolution that happens with thackeray going off with his sister is is that she realizes that her brother is growing up where he is being his own person and he has his own you know like identity that it's okay he still loves me no matter what he's just his own person and coming to the realization that it's not the brother that's just going to always take me to go trick or treating, but it's a brother that always loves me. Like that is far more interesting. Sure. Than what's given to us, which is like, we only have uh, the witch, and then she becomes a witch too. Shit. Right. Absolutely. The cycle continues. Yes. Um, well, yeah. yeah, that's that's the end of the movie. Um, would yeah. you care to move on to reviews and final thoughts? Uh, before the, before we do that, I'm going to take a bathroom break. I'll be right back. We we are back. Um, yeah, there was that one other piece at the end as well. I was just going to say that they show the book's eyes opening, and that's the teaser for whatever sequel they're going to do. I'm sure that book's going to be a big part. Um, but- as it should be. Yeah, you know, in scary movies, I love that little ellipsis at the end of like, ooh, there's something still out there. You better watch out. And I just, I like leaving this. That's a classic ghost story feeling of like, oh, God, it's not fully resolved, but our main characters are safe for now. Um, I will start with negative critics reviews. Um, the score to remind everybody is 38% critics, very low, 71% audience, not even that. Hi. Uh, when we get to Amazon, though, those reviews are just off the charts in favor of this movie for, for audience members. Um, so we'll start with Kenneth Turan from LA Times. Though children may be satisfied if the witch stuff doesn't scare them, adults will have a harder time with the by-the-numbers confrontations between the witches and the plucky youths. And there's a side of me that definitely knows what he's talking about and agrees with with him on the kind of the confrontations, I think, is what he's talking about. Because the, the there's just that cat and mouse of constantly like, I'm gonna get you. Oh, you got away. I'm gonna get you. Oh, you got away. And there could be more exploration of history or backstory or whatever it is of of the witches or 
even them or or anything, but it's just more like the back and forth between the two. I got a Gene Siskel and uh, Roger Ebert, just little snippets. I don't have their full reviews, but what they have on Rotten Tomatoes is a one word from Gene Siskel. Dreadful. One out of four. Oh, God. And then Roger Ebert is uh, one out of four as well. Watching the movie is like attending a party you weren't invited to and where you don't know anybody and they're all in on a joke but won't explain it to you. Oh, I get that. I thought that was a funny. Yeah, I mean, even now so too. And that's kind of, I think that, I'm not sure if that's what he was referring to, but when it when we were talking, having our discussion about the people that really love this movie, I think that's what how I, how I feel too. Where it's like, am I seeing something that, I'm missing something that's, you know. Right. That you see and, and it's just, uh, it's so personal it gets so personal and subjective, which is what art is about too. And and that's where it just kind of all becomes relative. If if you love whatever you love, it's just, uh, that's all that, that really matters. But that is a good way to express that feeling of like, I don't like this and I don't know why everyone else does. It mm-hmm. doesn't necessarily objectively mean this is bad. It's just like, I don't understand why everyone likes this because it just doesn't speak to me, you know? And I think that's an eloquent to express like not enjoying something. Um, Tiber, I mean, he's a professional critic. He knows what he's doing. Uh, Tiber Entertainment Weekly. It's acceptable, scary, silly kid fodder that adults will only find mildly insulting unless they're Bet Midler fans, in which case it's depressing as hell. Oh. So this guy just really loves classic, I, yeah. classic Bette Midler and this was yeah. an affront to. I mean, I get it. I get it because it's like a. I honestly. I haven't seen enough Bette Midler visual content. I've just listened to a lot of her music and she's rocks. Um, That given what I've heard from her, because there's a lot of live recordings as part of like uh, people's favorite songs about Bette Midler Mm -hmm. and like the energy that she gives in those live performances uh, in the audio recordings is incredible like she has a rapport she has such a strong personality she also has a really strong point of view some of the stuff that i was listening to she was making really um like directed and clear commentary on what it means to be a woman and what the value of a woman is in the time that she was growing up and what she was like taught to act like and raging against that she has. Yeah. And she was, she's awesome. Um, so I could also too. So that's, uh, I, I, this is all in service of saying like, I guess if I watch more visual Bette Midler content of like the Rose or um, there's this movie that she's in with Michael Caine, she would probably be better than this. And so we've just, or people have gotten through this movie as a photocopy of a photocopy. And I guess a lot of my specific critiques of this movie are, would be like how poopy it looks in a lot of ways. Like it's not moody. It doesn't have a real clear uh, atmosphere. Yeah. Like, this would be a movie you would be upset about as a parent. You're like, oh, this, I want to show my kid Bette Midler. And she's just in this movie that is so vanilla. And so like, doesn't even allow her to be totally herself. She has to be this witch in this very paint by numbers plot. So I don't know. Yeah. I, I guess I, I get where they're coming from. Yeah. I, I just patently don't because I don't, I haven't seen those movies of hers i mean i can understand like i'm trying to 
think of like a parallel or a comparison of of somebody who was like a classic movie star that you know we're only aware of like later on or something doing like some some hammy thing and and then that's how people recognize me it's like no that's not who that is i can understand yeah maybe that frustration of like all these people are thinking Bette Miller's from Hocus Pocus. And it's like, no, she's so great. And all these other things and people just don't know, but yeah. you know, it's, it's like, that's when it comes to like making, and, and maybe that's what Roger Ebert does a little bit too, is like making other people feel bad for liking it or something. It's like, you know, if other people like it, that's, that's fine. I don't, yeah, you totally. know, it's like, but you shouldn't hold over Bette Midler's career over casual viewers of a scary halloween or like a just a halloween oh, right. movie it's like totally be like oh this seven-year-old doesn't know bet midler has done all these great things what an uncultured swine they are you know it's like it's just a fucking family you know it's like and right. and by the way she's fucking amazing and like I, you know it's just it's, yeah it's just a matter of opinion at that point but yeah like i i'm trying to think of like a good good comparison or, or something it's like i don't know like steve martin in the pink band i think that movie's funny or whatever maybe people are just like <laughs> no that's that's not no you gotta see him in the jerk or some shit like that or you know it's like oh, which you've seen the jerk though right i actually haven't so oh. you know so i could be that guy that people fucking hate you know ty burr from entertainment weekly is like you motherfucker like you you, you know and about Bette miller or whatever too and it's just like you just don't know and it's like, yeah, I, I don't. There's just like blind spots in everybody's film history. And as a as a critic, uh, I guess that's just kind of your job is to hold it over people and make them feel bad for it. <laughs> no, <joking>. no. <laughs> I no, because it's, it's fun to make fun of critics. It's fun to give them. It is. It man. is because they're they're doing they're they're not doing. And they and they yeah, have salient points. It's just funny how they express them and execute them because it is kind of high it can be just such hyperbole sometimes because it's like well i do feel this way but to be able to cut through the fat of what everyone else is saying i gotta find a, a more original way of saying it and there's something that i find entertaining and fun about you know checking out even like the the sum ups of these reviews of like the ones are like oh i'm not gonna read the whole review i'll just read this like the subtitle of it and and that's what it is is just dreadful <laughs> so that stuff is just that one's maybe not as uh not as uh of like a pun or something i think someone said like this is all trick and no treat or something like that yeah you know, that kind of mm -hmm. stuff is just always so funny to me but um yeah i'll move on to customer or amazon customer reviews whatever amazon audience reviews this is um reviewed a whopping sixty-seven thousand times on amazon and it has a 4.8 out of 5 average by audience members big 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 five stars um all right so I'll, I'll i'll uh i'll read a couple of these um and and we'll we'll see how passionate people are about this um matt williams better than ever on blu-ray five stars i grew up with hocus pocus <laughs> as a kid and played the hell out of the VHS version that we had at the time, no matter how, no matter the time of the year at 22, I'm still obsessed with this movie. And after watching it several times this Halloween, I decided that it was high time. I commemorated it to my movie collection. This is more probably about just Amazon for anyone. Skeptical no. for any reason, don't be the picture has been mass. Oh, it's about just more the remaster. The picture yeah. has been mastered to fill the entire screen. An issue I had seen was common among the DVD as was that it was matted off into a tiny window. The picture is full 1080p HD and the sound is immaculate alongside it. Between that and the beautifully remastered color quality, you would never guess that this film was over 20 years old. As a movie lover and longtime Hocus Pocus fanatic, 
I can say that you haven't seen the movie until you see it like this. Buy it. You won't regret it. I will. I do have to say, seen in the theater, you can really tell that it was like shot in film and everything too. And that was kind of nice because there's a lot of like ambers and oranges and stuff. And that kind of warm glow just looks so good on film. Um, that would like, be so- like those black blacks and like the orangey glow and, and on film and Halloween and everything that it, it looked, it looks, you know. I yeah, would say that would probably have benefited the movie so much more than what I saw because I saw what this person saw, who's uh, I would argue is a psychopath because you don't <laughs> want this movie to be more clear because it then looks worse. Like the clearer this movie is, the worse it looks. And it's, it, it, yeah, because there isn't a, the shots aren't interesting you can rely on and we've kind of talked about this a little bit with the last movie is is you can like mood and a feeling through you know altering the focus or the uh, grain or the uh, color of it like that goes a long way Mm -hmm. but when you don't have that and it's like really crystal clear Mm -hmm. it just loses so much of that mood where it's so sterile and it's you see so much more of the flaws it's like the joke about the james bond remastering where you're like oh goldfinger looks a little rough because then you can really start to see, see just everyone's uh, pores and everything yeah you just start to see so much of that where this isn't you know some of the movie magic almost i would say is like it, it, it go goes away or maybe the forget forgiveness of film or forgiveness of movies um in general kind of there is that where the like seeing it in a theater seeing it on film like those things do ultimately naturally add to the movie where there is a level of forgiveness for things but when you can just clearly see the things that are happening in this movie it looks really poopy (laughs) it's especially the cat stuff is awful but there isn't also a real uh this is it looks like you know it could possibly like be made and i mean for the the acting for the for the you know max and and the love interest feels like yeah i feel bad like ragging on it so much it just feels like tv acting as as well but Mm um the 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 composition maybe but again that film quality just makes it look like a higher quality and i guess just in the middle of uh movie theater is just like a, a the right way to do it um yeah especially with like yeah the sound was was cranked up a bit and you could tell it's just that that kind of tinny sort of uh quality of even the audio as well um i'll uh i'll do a couple the audio is included on the thing is what if it if it's actually the film it's included on the thing like there's like mm -hmm, there's like it sounded it sounded yeah like yeah just uh as as old as the movie you know and it just would it just added to it. I, I don't know. And, and, and seeing it in, in that setting, I was something that was unique and, and special uh, for me at the beginning of spooky season, October 1st today. It's, it's perfect. Um, all right. We got one from grace titled soon. All their friends will laugh, will laughing and having great time. And they quickly relax too. Of the Halloween movies. I ordered this one. I was most excited to see again. As an awful parent, I had never thought to have my kids watch it until now. My older boys rolled their eyes thinking, Mom, you just don't get it. But I played the mom card and told them it would be okay and to knock it off. 
Soon all their friends will, will be laughing and having a great time, and they quickly relax, too. What a fun time. <laughs> what a fun time for sure. Buy this video yeah. and watch for Halloween. I think it will be a new tradition in our home. And then she included a picture of all of the uh, the friends' shoes at her front door of all the people that came over, and then like a picture of all of them gathered around the TV watching the movie. So I that, love that. That was pretty oh. sweet. So she's, she's stoked on it. It was like a lot of young people this was in 2015 <laughs> uh, yeah yeah um i'll do one more from gargamel 314 perfect halloween movie without getting too scary this is my favorite halloween movie it's the one time i want to watch in october the cast bet midler is amazing and makes this movie sarah jessica parker and kathy najimini is that how you say your last name um were excellent witches also notice mcgee from ncis who plays young zachary binks in the beginning of the movie mm. Although they voice him over the little girl. Oh, that's interesting. The little girl, God help you. If you can't tune her out because she is a pain. What? Hard to believe. She later started in American beauty. Oh yeah, that is her. Oh. She's also in ghost world as well. Oh, okay. The plot clever storyline with some really hysterical, which is very 1993. This movie is a bit dated. The disgust at virginity by today's standards was really weird, especially in a Disney movie. But in the nineties, the days of Dylan McKay and Brenda Walsh, teenagers all thought they were 30 year olds and virginity was as shameful as being seen with your parents. I like that. They ended it with no chance for a sequel. <laughs> very un Disney like, but a sequel would have murdered this movie. What is they, what are they talking about? There was very clearly a, the book, the book. They even worked in a zombie and some good hauling grossness without making it too cuddly and lovable and really found a good balance that everyone can enjoy. I definitely recommend it be at the top of your list this coming October. The music was great. Come Little Children is pretty, but a little creepy sounding. Wish there was an extended version of Bette Midler's I Put a Spell on You. Best version of that song ever. That is, I mean, she's singing that song and like, you yeah. I that's again, like I wanted to like that part more. I just, it was just not as like... Ooh. What do you, yeah, what's the word? Does it, I'm not going to, it's just like natural. It wasn't as natural for lack of a better word. Um, yeah, I'll, I'll go ahead and start uh, for final thoughts if you don't mind. Um, no, not at all. Go for it. I think this movie is good. I, I had a fun time uh, for, for what I was trying to do and, and uh, for being a, a Halloween movie for families um, to throw on and like to be on TV on a channel. Like it just, that's the place that it was in. That's why it was successful. And I'm, Glad you brought that up, Brandon, because that does color like uh, how I how I think about the history of this movie, because that's even subconsciously how I experience it. Even if I don't remember a lot of it, there's just images and everything that I remember. And it just is almost like a part of me and a part of pop culture that you don't even really know why. Like it's so popular because it's been long enough for me that I haven't seen it. It's like, why? There's a reason why this is so popular. There's a reason why people have gone back to this. And just like when you talk about Hocus Pocus, the same thing about Hook. It's like this podcast has been very interesting to explore those movies as more of an adult, especially the kids movies and, and come at it with that. eye, I guess not that like yeah. I, I miss these movies entirely growing up, but it just doesn't mean as much to me. I still have movies like that, like fucking space jam. I know space jam is, is dog shit, whatever. It's just like, that's what I was all about at that age. Just like, I like basketball. I like Looney tunes. Like I, gr I grew up watching Looney tunes, Michael Jordan. It's just like, I'm a dumb kid. Of course that's going to make sense to me. I don't know. Uh, what sort of cynical shit critics are going to talk about in terms of, uh, of the context around a movie. So in that sense, it, it's successful. It seems like very successful for the target audience. It's interesting. The critics response at the time 
even talking about it now, I guess we didn't fully talk about like why we think critics don't like it. And maybe I'll say my piece right now if you want to talk about that as well too. But it's like, uh, yeah, I, I guess we, I guess we kind of did. It just rides that line of like, they, I think they're thinking like, is what version of spooky is this and how safe is it for my children um, as a Disney movie and real big bet Midler fans that are just disgusted with what she has become or something, I, I guess as well. But the, you brought up, you highlight a lot of criticisms that are, that all have, they're all salient points. And I think a lot of general things that you, that you mentioned about pop culture and our, and our connection with these movies in general that I find just fascinating. And to your point, I said earlier, it was just this movie isn't that great as like a lot of people maybe get hyped up about it. And, and the reasons are so is because they feel like they have to defend it a little bit, I guess. Um, but that being said, I had such a wonderful day today going out, you know, sitting in traffic there and back. <laughs> oh, it, yeah. did, it didn't matter because it was just like, yeah, and being back in movies again. I've only seen a few since uh, movies have come back, I, I guess. And I'm just, it was such a, such a fun experience that, that whole thing. And I was by myself. I didn't have, I wasn't, you know, seeing anyone else react except the two people in front of me. So I felt like I was having a good, clean slate to like take it in and just have basically almost having my own movie theater. It felt like. Yeah. Um, and that's, if I can, uh, offer any recommendation to people just make sure you rent out a movie theater and watch it you're just gonna enjoy it much <laughs> much better um so yeah that's definitely i mean i'd be foolish if i had said that didn't color my opinion i'm i'm sure but there's a lot about this movie that i like and there's a lot of movies like this that i like that i will go back to like i mentioned halloween town and it's like not a good movie but uh Oh, it has another like classic like actress. The grandmother in that movie is just like another classic actress that just carries that movie in a way too. But um, it was tame, scary, and there's still a place for that for me. If on like a Halloween seasonal night or something, a group of people wanted to find a, a crowd pleaser to put on, this is a great choice for that. And I just think that I would commend it for that. My criticisms, yeah, I don't, I think the main character I don't care about, uh, the acting of, of him and the romantic interest was something that I did not, I just kind of wanted to move on from. The witch's performances fucking made this movie and, and that just, I got such a kick out of, um, and that's what makes me would, would want to revisit this is just those, those performances and how much fun I can tell they're having and it's just infectious. Um, the last kind of, I guess you could say active. It just kind of drags for me of that cat and mouse thing. Um, if there was a way to either get in more into their history or, or propel the plot along in, in a progression, that's not just like a pointless kind of calling of all the children to them that didn't really pan out to anything in, in particular, besides a final showdown between the two, which you kind of knew was going to happen anyways, between the two camps of people. Uh, but there just seemed like maybe an opportunity to like, fill out the world a bit more either of present day Salem or past day Salem from when they were from. Uh, however, I think this was right amount of scary. There's some things that could be questionable that, that, you know, might require like parental guidance. And I think it just rides that line for being someone's like first kind of scary movie. It's Disney. It's, uh, 
for better or worse, you know, and um, I can see why people like this so much. It's just not uh, one of those things where I would herald a, a seasonal holiday movie as one of my favorite movies. You know, it's like I love Nightmare Before Christmas and stuff like that. It's just it's still I say there's still holiday movies and it's just not really my thing unless it's that time of the season that's the main reason you're watching is because it's like oh that's what's going on around us let's replicate it by watching something about it I, and i you throw on a christmas movie during christmas and it's like yeah there's definitely time time and place for it and it feels good and, and all that but it's just uh it, it 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 invokes a feeling in in people uh whether it be nostalgia or um just halloween trick-or-treating and being a kid and being spooked out by something, but also being able to laugh at the same time. Um, yeah, I've, I think I've, I've, uh, expressed everything I feel about it. It was interesting seeing today. Yeah. Not being able to take notes or anything, really just sitting there and taking it all in with my free popcorn. And, um, there was, yeah, I was trying to remember some, some of the lines, I think, um, Oh, Penny Marshall, Penny Marshall is, uh, from Laverne and Shirley. I was going to say, is the you know how the devil <laughs> that scene was so funny yeah i thought that was such a weird <laughs> random fucking scene oh uh, so my god where they're drawn in and he's like oh lord and savior yeah. the devil that was such oh a, my god like, and, that, had, and then that he's scene just, had no bearing on anything else in the movie anything it was just like oh. a little like detour for them and it, but that was penny marshall and gary marshall that was for is, the parents is, uh, yeah for sure uh their brother and sister but penny marshall is laverne from laverne and shirley the mm-hmm. the wife that that comes down um and yeah i was just gonna my dad did her pool and and uh hell yeah that was kind of funny she like got it like can you move my car for me like she got this like cool red corvette or not Corvette, sorry a convertible or something like that and my dad got to drive her car and also it was just funny like doing doing pool work in los angeles and and stuff you meet some interesting interesting people and yeah like i grew up watching looney tunes and laverne and shirley and kind of nick at night sort of stuff so that always i was like oh that's I, I thought she looked familiar, but that scene was, <laughs> was silly. Um, yeah, I think I've said everything I, I feel about this movie. If it's it's just a different experience if you're going to watch this for, for the first time. It kind of feels like the first time again for me because I really don't remember much as a 31 year old person, as opposed to a child who's watched it all growing up. And then this is just kind of like your DNA. It's just a different experience. That being said, it serves the purpose that it's trying to serve. And I think there's a reason that it's have lasting, lasting power. I think you mentioned earlier, it's just like, well, if they just keep playing it on Disney, it doesn't even matter if it's good or bad. People are just going to like suck it in. Like, I just, I disagree with that. Cause it's just, that's not like the, there's a reason that some things last and some things don't and some things last longer than others, but it's like, it's not, it's like things that are bad aren't just going to, you know, I'm sure yeah, maybe no, there's something, totally. I don't know. It's like, it's not like the 50 shades of gray movie is <laughs> that's a bad example. I just, I just was just thinking how popular and hyped up that was. And it was a bad movie. And it's like, not that it's still, this, this wasn't that hyped terrible up popular example. Sorry. Was uh, example. When this came out, what's that? This was, this wasn't popular or hyped up when it came out at all. No, that was a this stupid was a, example. That was a bad, bad example. I'm sorry. I was just this is to, a huge flop. Yeah. This, uh, big time flop. This was like a $19 million flop, which is why that, yeah, it's just that cult classic thing of the the people taking the ownership away from whether the critics get to decide whether a movie is good or not so here we are whatever is it 
how old is this movie? Like 20, almost 20 years. Came uh, out in 92 or 93. Fuck. Oh God. 30 years. Oh shit. 1993. Fuck shit. And they're going to do another one. It's just like, they're just, yeah, there's a, there's a reason for it, but also I understand the cynical side of it as well, where it's just like, we're about to be 33. Did you think about that? What else can you, what you were thinking about? What else can we remake? And yeah, I mean, it's, I'm this, this movie is us. Essentially we grew up with this movie, whether we were uh, partaking in it or not. It's just a, it's a part of our childhood in, in a lot of ways. Um, but yeah, it's iconic. There's iconic performances. There are, there's iconic looks. There's just, and maybe that is the cult classic, uh, allure of it, of it all. And the people that have been peddling it since it's, uh, since it came out and it's, it's resurrection of, of being something that all I've heard from people is like, yeah, hocus pocus. And you can see audience members just like really fucking love it. So, um, for my rating, Hmm. I'm going to do 65, just a solid, like 65. I think right. Like that, that feels good. Right. And that's, that's a, like a, yeah, like a gentleman's 65 where it's like, it's a solid movie. It feels good. It's, it's, it's a, it's good. It's solid. It's not, it's not an amazing sort of pop culture thing for me as it is for every everyone else i it's it's undeniably so regardless of my opinion on it it is that like people like hold it to that to that regard um and yeah i would i would say it's uh it's a solid solid fun movie so what i'm gonna do right now is i'm gonna establish myself as the villain of this month this is a spooky and scary Halloween month, and I am going to be the Freddy Krueger, the Jason Voorhees of this all. Brandy, you better watch sp- out. We're, I'm going to throw you in that kiln. Yeah, well, you know what? That I'm going to just fucking come back because I've sold my soul to the goddamn devil, <laughs> and that's who I am. Oh, this Gary month. Marshall. <laughs> I, I'm, I'm. You know what? In this, in October of 2021, I'm the villain baby i'm the joker let's get polarizing uh, man yeah like let's let's fucking let's get polarizing this movie is not good Mm -hmm. and i there were i the enjoyment that i got out of this movie was understanding how much other people like about this uh, like this movie and hearing about other people love things is something that i like a lot and so i'm all for that but when it comes to what this movie could be, what it did, and what it's going to do for me in the future, like if I were to sh- if I were to have kids and to show them a movie, a Halloween movie, I'm not going to. Sh- this isn't at the top of the list. If I wanted to show them a movie that had really like interesting and strong female characters, this is not at the top of that list. As much as they are that in this movie, this movie isn't all, they also have nothing to do. The witches have are pretty vain. I have no idea. Sarah, uh, Jessica Parker is like real, like why she is the way she is or any of them for that matter. And so like, I get, I get why the feeling people, that, I forget the name of the other one. I feel like she was once a dog and got turned into a human or something like that. I feel like she was once a dog. But even if she was just like, uh, uh, she was hurt in a way that caused her to manifest her 
body language and her facial expressions in a way like none of that is given in the movie. You could have had a movie that had a, a unique backstory per each one of them there. And it, it could have taken five minutes a piece, 15 minutes to establish the backstory of the three main characters of the movie. I think you could have done that. I think there could have been a movie that existed that done did that, but this movie doesn't do that. All it cares about is making a movie that is going to be successful because it is going to be Halloween fodder for our television channel. And then that television channel fodder turned into an affection for a time in somebody's life where they were allowed to watch a movie by themselves. And all of those things uh, about an experience of a film in a time in your life are all good and fine. And I love that, but this movie isn't a good, like it doesn't really add too much to that because it could have been better noticeably. And there are movies that are scarier or not even scarier. They are just more about Halloween. Like I would show a kid Coco a thousand times or my child or whoever like that is so much more of a slam dunk than this movie is when I'm talking about a, a Halloween movie. Um, I, and it, it, uh, now I want to transition and say is, is that I would also love to have an experiences with a future child of mine or to talk to a person at a certain age, experiencing a movie that is, not this movie. There are like better movies that are doing like that cheaply get the thrills for their target demo than this movie. Like I would much rather like if, if you're going to watch a movie about witches, not saying that you should watch the witch, but like, Oh, you sure you, you, you for sure. Should. <laughs> not with your seven year old, you probably, should, but not, not with your seven year old, but like, there are movies that are about Halloween that like nightmare before Christmas or Halloween, like the, or Halloween for that matter. <laughs> like, honestly, I don't know. I I'm not a parent, so I guess I shouldn't say this, but like for all, you I know. don't know. I, yeah, right. Um, <laughs> but if you're going to show a kid, even an eight year old, like, I would want to show him a scary fucking movie. Not, it doesn't have to be violent or gory, but I think there is a scarier movie easily than this. That I don't know, man. This is perfect scary for little eight-year-old James, man. That was fucking scary. And I, 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 I get it. But like, I, I don't think this is the only movie you watched right. as an eight-year-old that was scary. I guarantee I would put money on it that you would have been scared for a movie that was age appropriate to you more than this movie. So what are we doing here? What we're doing here is we are providing really strong female characters in a movie that are where they're allowed to be very unique, which is a great message to like have in a movie and to have at that time in film. But they have very little to do. They it's mainly like circumstance, like, oh, we, you know, we're we want to get this. We want to get Max, but oh, we've been thwarted. But so we're just going to get him again. There isn't like 
what is what is not achieving your goal have to do with and I don't want to get too in the critic weeds of it and well I do because I'm the fucking villain this month <laughs> you know what <laughs> this movie is shallow it has great actors and actresses but it does not enough with them and I'm going to give this movie a 32%. All right. I'm trying to think of an, of another movie that would be a, be a 32 in in my mind, but I think we'll just have to come to it when it, when it comes. Do you, I'm trying to think of like, or more in like, I always try to think of the polarized canon and uh, there's, there's movies that you, that were worse in your mind that we've done, right? Or is this the worst thing that we've watched so far in your mind? This isn't the worst. I don't like think American Outlaws or something. I don't know that that for me was just yeah a, right. A right? Was that more fun? Men in Black International. It had I, more going on. Oh yeah, right. There's just uh, <laughs> things that I'm sure. Look, and that's the interesting too, thing too is like figuring out how I rate things for me personally is like, I'm starting to realize in, in comparison to the, to other things kind of helps me. Cause now I'm already thinking, I'm like, well, I gave tomorrow war. Cause I, there's certain ones I remember. I'm like, Oh, I gave tomorrow war 69. Is this worse than tomorrow? Or I'm like, maybe not, but that's just how I felt at the time. So I'm just going to roll with it. Try not to get too bogged down in the details, but I was, tr- I've been trying to do the letterbox thing too, to try to practice my, my movie ratings and I'll just go. Through I did that too. Yeah. Try to practice like stars. you're on letterbox. Oh, we got a, um, I have, a, I don't know. Oh man. We got a, yeah, that'll be great. We, we'll start, we'll start a little polarized list on letterbox or something too. That'll be, that'll be good. Um, and I'm I've sure just reviewed a uh, sure Florida project. Nice. Yeah, I've, <laughs> that's been the only movie that I've really written about is Corey the Florida Project. You mentioned that he really liked that movie as well. I should, I need to watch. He it. recommended it to that's me, right. and it was one of the most influential movies I've seen in a long time. That director did another movie <laughs> that was shot on an iPhone. Yeah, he did. Yeah, I'm excited about his next project, which is with uh, Dirt Nasty, the guy that played Dirt right. Nasty, and then he is a male gigolo. Okay. And I, it sounds incredible. Cool. <laughs> Dirt nasty. Wow. I haven't seen that guy in a while. Big mm-hmm. scary movie three fan over here. So yeah, me too. <laughs> um, well, yeah. So the dogs okay. are acting weird. And then there's the <laughs> dogs where they're around the fucking hashish pipe. <laughs> <laughs> oh man. There's so many. That movie is funny as fuck. Leslie fucking Nielsen is in that movie as a president. They're uh, powerless without their heads. Powerless without their heads. <laughs> <laughs> that's that yeah i don't know maybe it's my favorite scary movie who knows who knows um yeah we have not wait what is i think i like that third one the third one's so funny to me i don't know oh yeah the first first two are 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 solid too and there's some there's some funny bits in both of them but there's just i would say that's like the first the first one you would make first one's good yeah i would make the argument that the first one is the best because it is that's what trying most people would to, say. trying to be scary yeah. and then the, the, by the third one it doesn't give a shit about being scary no, no. it's all a, a, a setup joke setup joke yeah <laughs> how can we fit the most amount of jokes into this because people just want to see comedies at that time yeah there's like some scary there was, stuff like where they like chops off Shan, was it shan elizabeth's head and she's still talking and stuff it's just kind of yeah. like 
dark, very dark humor. Which is awesome for that. Mm-hmm. And that's why it got popular. And then it just got a photocopy of a photocopy where you're like, oh, yeah. Yeah, because it's no, making this- fun of Scream, which is making fun of scary movies. So it's just, I mean, that that saying, what do you say photocopy? I mean, that's really what it is, because that's what Scream is, like photocopy of Wes Craven making fun of himself, kind of, you know, and then they're making fun right. of things that are, it's meta, it's so meta that it's a double negative and it just reverts back to text or I don't know, just uh, what's uh, new. new uh, meta. I don't know. So, so you say spooky season, you're saying you want to be a villain. What yes. if I pick a movie that you like? Cause you already did witch and we both love that one. Um, I don't, and there wasn't really a, no, pick a movie that you really like, <laughs> but you okay, kind of are cons- and it has to be a scary you- movie as well. Oh yeah. It kind of does. Unless it's like a, I mean, I don't like final destination, but that's on there. Um, that's not that I don't like, I don't like, yeah, I don't like it. Um, let's see here. We're taking, we're going to take a look. Uh, I don't know. Um, we're browsing around. I know this is so fun for everybody. If it, if it really drags and I'll, I'll do an edit, but we're, we're browsing through our list right now, seeing if we can come up with maybe a, a scary movie. Um, you know, there's even something like the lobster, which is not like a typical scary movie, but tr- is psychologically horrifying. Some of that, some, some of the stuff that that guy makes, um, glass. Uh, do you like that movie? I've never seen it. Probably, I don't know, probably won't really care because I didn't never saw it. So clearly I just don't care. I, split was kind of whatever. It's fine. Okay. It, I'm going to just say right now, you should probably do an edit because I let's look up, let, let's look up scary movies because I'm, I'm down to do. That's fine. Like, yeah. What is the, what is I the just most remember, polarizing like, the end of split that whole thing with Bruce Willis? And I had already known that he was going to, that it was like connected with unbreakable, but how they actually did it was really fucking stupid. And people seemed excited <laughs> about that. And I'm not a bit, I'm not an unbreakable fan. I did not really like that movie. And people were like, oh yeah, that's a good, like, that's a good stripped down superhero movie. And I saw it. And I was like, it's I nostalgia, man. I don't really I, like, like this. Why is everyone talking about how great this movie is? And it's like early Shyamalan or something. But hey, I mean, that's how I am about signs. I like signs. Um, Cause that was like early scary for me too, where it's like came for uh, me to handle as a, as like a, kind of max age at that time we got venom venom 2 is out right now what what rating is uh is venom at and then we could see a, go see venom let there be carnage <laughs> there be, i haven't even seen the first one uh, i did but wow it's a i can't 60 percent tomato and remember 85 audience holy shit 30 80 wow that's a fucking huge difference what's What's the second one like? Oh wow, Warcraft is is very polarizing. <laughs> I saw that one together. Whoa, Venom is incredibly polarizing. Yeah, the sequel's out. I mean, it could be good. That's usually our more popular episodes are like newer movies. Second one isn't as polarizing. Is it, is it Halloween? Is it Halloween? That's what I want to know. What is what is the most? Is it oh this movie? No, not necessarily. So yeah, we can, I can look up. Um, we'll look up top Halloween movies on Rotten Tomatoes. Polarizing scare. Oh, a Serbian film? Fuck no, I'm not gonna watch that shit. 
It's Cabin in the Woods. Which one, which one is it? No, I'm not going to do it. That's like a... What's it called, though? Serbian film. That's like supposedly like the most fucked up graphic movie like ever made. Oh, I think yeah. Like, so, okay. Not to say this term, but I think there's like baby rape and shit on it. And something like that. Oh, like, yeah. Like, like, there's certain, like that one and like the, I heard of this movie Audition as well. It's just kind of like supposed to just be the fucking just bad graphic disgusting stuff that shouldn't be on just trying to push the limit or something oh let's do hotel transylvania oh really let's see yeah spencer loves that movie (laughs) coral loves that movie she was the one of the characters for halloween we should have her on yeah If it's us. Welcome to the Hotel Transylvania. Well, it's a spooky place. <laughs> Wouldn't be surprised. Or the government. Yeah. So it's about a 30 difference. That's good enough. Yeah. Okay. It's a pretty stark difference between critics and audience. All right. Well, everybody, we are back and we have decided yep. that we are going to do a Halloween classic. From 2012, <laughs> Hotel Transylvania 1. I don't know how many of these. There's, there's multiple of these now, I believe. Um, yeah. I've never seen this movie. It is a 45% critics, 72% audience, almost like 30% differential. That's right around our wheelhouse. Um, it's popular enough to get sequels, so clearly audience likes it. And they made them even despite critics not liking it. Um, yep. I'm almost curious just right off the bat what their box office was. Uh, gross USA is 167 million. Um, Oof, that's not too bad. Does this probably cost what? Buck 20? Animation, I'm already just judging it right now. The animation doesn't like look like anything special. It just looks like it's an Adam Sandler joint, right? Or is it just, right. is he just doing the voice? No, these are all the Adam Sandler regulars. So it's just going to be that kind of humor, but it's very popular. Very Bunch popular. of what it is. 85 million. Gross us. Canada is one forty-eight. Gross worldwide is three fifty-eight million. Wow. Successful fucking movie. It's a Halloween movie. I don't know. It's just, and they're okay, yeah. so they have made three. Yep. The most recent one came out in 2018. They've been coming out at a, once every three years. There's a Hotel Transylvania. So 2012, <laughs> 2015, 2018. The one in 2018 came out in fucking July. Oh, summer vacation. <laughs> Hotel Transylvania 3, summer vacation. Yeah, summer vacation. Robert Smigel and Adam Sandler wrote the second one. Robert Smigel is co-writing the first one, too. Wow. Triumph the, the insult comic dog is is behind <laughs> these movies, <laughs> and uh, oh yeah, and classic writer of like S and I know Smigel's Smigel's done a lot of a lot of funny stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, wow, and I'm sure there'll be another one, uh, Transformania yep. to be announced. I'm sure. We're, so <laughs> at this at this rate, it should have already come out this year, but the the pandemic. I'm sure it's just uh, yeah, they're they're getting on it. Wow. Wow. Okay. I don't know. I don't know how to feel about this. So I guess we're just gonna we're just gonna <laughs> we're gonna end it. it. Yeah. 
<laughs> so that's the podcast. This James is, is uncomfortable and weirded just, out by this. I'm just, it's, it, I was, my, my niece dressed as one of the characters for Halloween. It's, it's a part of, part of culture. If they're making three and three already made three, we're going to dip our toes into the, the hotel Transylvania universe. And we'll see you on the other side. Um, thank you so much for joining us. This has been yeah, absolutely. Uh, the first, I guess, second episode of Spooky Spooky Month, Spooky Season. We did the witch last week. Right? That was the prologue. The prologue. We'll we'll keep going as long as we can this October. Uh, the the spookiest season of them all. Um, and we are novices to the horror genre, and and it'll be interesting. Yeah, we're doing another kind of family family. Uh, sp- Oh, Halloween movie more so. So uh, we'll see where that takes us. Uh, we did something very graphic or like more adult last last week. So this was, this has been a fun ride. Um, Brandon, thank you so much. Uh, please, uh, absolutely rate, review, subscribe on the old yes. iTunes. Uh, we do this on Twitch. If you happen to catch us, we'll I'll try to tweet out more when that's happening. If you'd like to uh, follow us on Twitch, Polarize Pod. Polarize the pod at gmail.com. If you care to email us, uh, we'd love to hear from you. Anything really at this point, we're, we're open to any and all, uh, feedback, uh, from, from anybody listening to this. Uh, it's been real. Thank you, Brandon. Again, yeah. I cannot thank you. Tubular. Anything else you'd like to share? No, stay, uh, you know what? Everybody stay tubular. Stay uh, thank you for listening. Um, yeah, if you, uh, honestly, we're also taking, yeah, like uh, email us, uh, let us know how we're doing. Um, yeah, that's it. Goodbye. Love you. See you next time. Love you. Bye. Bye.